RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. On October 2nd, 1954, the New York Giants faced the Cleveland Indians at Cleveland Stadium for Game 4 of the 1954 World Series. The Giants led the best-of-seven series three games to none, and this is the mutual radio broadcast of Game 4, featuring announcers Al Helfer and Jimmy Dudley. This is Al Helfer speaking for the Gillette Safety Razor Company. Gillette is on the air the year-round with America's leading sports events for your entertainment. These include the Friday night boxing matches and such classics as the Rose Bowl game and Kentucky Derby. It's our way of thanking you folks who use Gillette products for your patronage. Now we switch to the clubhouse where Frankie Frisch, the Fordham Flash, is standing by with Bobby Avila and Hank Thompson to discuss highlights of yesterday's game and perhaps hazard a guess or two about today. Come in, Frankie Frisch. Come in, Frankie Frisch. Good afternoon, fans. Well, our guest this afternoon is Henry Thompson. And folks, I'd like to brag about this fellow a little bit before I ask him a question. Henry, you don't mind. I want to talk a little bit about you. Here's a fellow we haven't heard too much about. But he's been doing a tremendous job, an outstanding job. He's got two of his rooters here, uh, Paul Laporte and Arthur Suskin. They are really two great rooters of yours. But here's a fellow has done a tremendous job uh, defensively, and he's been hitting the ball in the clutch. And the outstanding thing is the base running job he did uh, the day before yesterday. Remember, Henry, when you were on first base? Yeah. And Dusty Rhodes hit the ball to left center field with a little blooper? Yes. Did you, that play was right in front of you, wasn't it? Yes, I could see that Larry couldn't have caught the ball. You could see and you kept right on going. Yes. That was a fine piece of base running and it, ha- and it had a great deal to do with the Giants winning that ball game. You went to third and Dusty Rhodes followed you right to second, right? That's right. Henry, how's this thing going to come out now? Well, Frank, I hope we can win today and get on back to New York City. What about that Cleveland pitching? You've been hitting them pretty good, haven't you? I haven't hit them too good. They got oh. good pitching. I know they got good pitching, but you are leading the, the club in scoring, aren't you? Well, I don't know. I haven't looked up. Well, the I know you're not looking up the records, but I know you are. Henry, where did you start playing ball? Well, I started down in Dallas, Frankie. I used to work at the ballpark here and kept playing around and shagging balls and so on and so forth. Did you work around the ballpark in the parking lot or anything? No, at the ballpark. Oh, at the ballpark. Yeah. I got a good friend of mine named John Hopstead. I hope he's looking at it. <laughs> Fine, Henry. And, uh, now look, I got this, uh, how, how much you weigh? 170 right now. 170. How tall? 5'8". 5'8". Little guys can play ball, too. How well I can recall being back in the St. Louis Cardinals. Bill Shadell. And a guy could pitch a slow ball, change of pace. Arthur Neff, another great World Series pitcher. Arthur's living in Phoenix now, a terrific guy. And Harvey Haddix, Bobby Shans, and a number, number of other guys. And also Dick Rudolph. And they've, they've done a fine job. Henry, what are you going to do after the season's over? What are you going to do with your World Series money? Well, my wife, she got that all planned up. She'll take care of that, Frankie. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get a little bit of it, aren't you? Well, uh, every now and then I will. Henry... It's well to have you on our program. 
But first, I'd like to present you with this new Gillette one-piece razor set and the 1954 World Series record book. And fans, look for this Gillette display at your favorite store. And, uh, Harry, you take that, please. But this Gillette World Series record book is a dandy. You're going to find this big little book filled with baseball facts, with diagrams of all the major league ballparks, and it's got 112 pages of real dope on World Series history. But there's a picture in here, and it's a picture of the 1953 Yankees, the World Series Yankees. It's a terrific picture. And, uh, Henry, nice to see you. Thank and you. And have a good one, boy, and keep bearing down. Thank Bye, everybody. See you later. Now, fans, we have another treat here. We have a fellow that's done a, oh, a tremendous job all year long at second base for the Cleveland Indians. Bobby Avila. Do I pronounce that right? Yeah, this is right from the system. My name is Frankie. Let me have that again, please. Bobby? Bobby Avila. 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 Well, I, I got it down then, didn't I? Yeah, you're right. Bob, what do you think you fellows are going to do today? Well, we're going to try to win today and then take the next three games. We're going to win today and then take the next three. That's right. Who's going to pitch for you today? Lemon. Lemon. He's a good pitcher. Your pitching hasn't been too bad outside of yesterday. It was a little shaky. Well, the two, right. the, I think the pitch has been wonderful. Yes, we don't uh, score any runs for them. Pitching seems to dominate in all World Series. What do you think about the giant pitches? Well, they didn't pitch a good ball. They think we don't score too many runs off them. I don't know if it is a pitcher or maybe it is us. We don't hit nothing. Well, you haven't been, there's no secret about that, Bob. You fellas haven't been hitting in the clutch, isn't that right? That's right. And I think the Giants, uh, I don't mean to say this because some people might say that the old Flash likes to see a ball, a good ball game. You know, I'm not I'm crazy about who's going to win this thing, but I'd like to see a good, real hot ball game. Like all three have been good ball games. Pretty good. But, uh... The Giants have been running those bases pretty good, Bob. Well, that's the reason is because they get on base. We don't get on base. Now we're on the bases. Now, wait a minute. You've had, you had some men on bases, but you haven't been getting that key hit. You haven't been uh, really uh, getting the hit that means something. That's right. We don't hit any clutch so far in this How series. about the umpiring in this series? Well, I say it's been pretty good, Frank. Can't, you know, can't tell because in three or four games, anybody can make a mistake and call a bad ball like anybody. They are human beings. That's right. And I think the umpiring's been outstanding in this series. I think they've been doing a fine job. Tell me something about a fellow that used to play for me that I thought was a grand guy and still is a great guy to me, your manager, Al Lopez. Well, he's a really nice fellow, and I say he's one of the best managers in business right now. You like to play for Al, huh? Yeah, I wish I could play for a long time for him. Well, you will. How old are you now? 28, Frank. 28? You'll be playing until you... Old second baseman, they just keep going. <laughs> I wish I could play the minute you hey, play, Frank. Wait a minute. You'll play, you'll play. The old flash is a second striker. It's an interesting place to play, isn't it? I, I love to play second base. Yes, sir. And stay, stay at that second. Of course, when you get a little older, you can always shift over to the old man's home. You know, third base? Third base. That's not a bad spot. All you got to do over third base, you know, look in the glove, it might be there. That's not a bad place. But that Thompson has been playing great ball, hasn't he? Well, uh, certainly he's been catching a few balls. I hit pretty hard to third base. He, he took a few off you, didn't he? That's right. Say, uh, Bobby Avila, here's a Gillette. Oh, now you're going to enjoy that. I know you will. And the record book is a dandy. And uh, it's a, of course, you know, it's a one-piece razor. And a 1950 War World Series record book goes with it. Fans, you can get your copy at your favorite store. Bob Avila, lots of luck to you, young man, and I hope you have many years in big league ball. Thank you, Frank. That's all we have time for now, folks. If this proves to be the final game, I'll be on the air after it's over with some of the stars of the winning team. 
Otherwise, we'll be back tomorrow with more pregame interviews. And now, we switch to the Gillette Broadcasting booth. And here, Cleveland, everybody, the weatherman has been specifically kind because we have a blue cloudless sky overhead, very little breeze blowing, and bright sunshine. And the broadcast this afternoon is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. And any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the Commissioner is prohibited. And the broadcasting of today's game, the fourth of the 1954 World Series, marks not only the 16th year in which these games have been aired over this network, but today the Mutual Broadcasting System is proud to be presenting itself on its 20th birthday. So, it's sort of a joyous occasion, and we expect same here at Cleveland. The starting lineups for this afternoon's ball game, the fourth in the series, three of them have been won by the New York Giants. And for the visiting New York Giants, Whitey Lockman will lead off at first base. Hitting second will be Alvin Dark at shortstop. The right fielder is Don Mueller. Hitting number four is the center fielder, Willie Mays. Hank Thompson will be the third baseman, batting in the number five position. Hitting sixth is Marty Irvin in left field. Davey Williams, the second baseman. And the catcher is Wes Westrom. The pitcher here this afternoon is Mount Carmel, Illinois' little left-hander, Don Little. And we'll give you the Cleveland lineup just as soon as all stand to attention for the playing and singing of our national anthem. sung our national anthem for us. We can give you the starting lineups for the Cleveland Indians. Al Smith will be in left field leading off. Hitting number two is Bobby Avila at second base. Hitting the number three position will be Larry Doby in center field. Al Rosen returns to third base this afternoon for the Indians. He'll bat in the number four position. Then comes Victor Wirtz at first base. Vic Wirtz at first base. In right field is Wally Westlake. Sam Denty gets the call at shortstop this afternoon for Al Lopez Tribe. Jim Higgin, the catcher, and the pitcher is Bob Lemon. Coming back after having lost the first ball game in the series, it is he called upon this afternoon to see what he can do about stopping the onrushing New York Giants. Lemon has pitched nine in the third innings in this year's World Series, losing the ball game. He's a 23-game winner from Long Beach, California. The umpire in chief behind the plate this afternoon from the American League is Johnny Stevens. Al Barrick of the National League at first, Charlie Barry of the American League at second, Jocko Conlon of the National League at third, and it's going to be Nathan Warnicke on the baselines. 
And now before we turn the microphone over to our very good friend Jimmy Dudley for the first portion of the ball game, let's pause here 10 seconds for station identification. This is Virtual, the radio network for all America. WGN, your exclusive World Series station in Chicago. And so this afternoon, it's a battle between the veteran Bob Lemon, the 23-game winner this year for Cleveland, and little Don Little, the low-pitching left-hander for the New York Giants. He's known for his low-breaking stuff. Well, let's see how the two are going to fare here this afternoon. And stepping up to the microphone is Jimmy Dudley. And Jimmy, this, I guess we'll have to say, is the do-or-die game as far as the Cleveland Indians are concerned. You're absolutely right, Al, and thank you very much. And hello again, baseball fans everywhere. Yes, sir, as Al stated, this is a do-or-die day for the Cleveland Indians, trailing three games to nothing. Al Lopez is sending his ace right-hander, Bob Lemon, to the mound. He started the first game of the World Series at the Polo Grounds just a couple of days ago. It seems like an awful long time ago, I'm quite sure, to a lot of Indian fans all over the world. But then, this is baseball, and a lot can happen. Even when you're trailing three games to nothing, Whitey Lockman steps into the batter's box, batting 154, left-hand batter. The first pitch of the ball game is a strike to the outside runaway tie. Strike one called, Whitey Lockman, number 25. Only 28 years old. He's still one of the veterans of the giant team. Here's the windup. Lemon's next pitch is fouled back into the stand, off to the left. And the count is strike two. On to the count on the batter. Lemon turned in a fine performance in the first game of the World Series at the Polo Grounds on Wednesday afternoon. But as we all know, lost on a home run to Dusty Rhodes, who has been, without a doubt, the hitting star of the 54 World Series. Lemon checks his sign. Works into the windup. The 0-2 pitch. Lockman takes ball one low into the dirt. Ball one and strike two. Whitey Lockman joined the New York Giants back in 1945. An 18-year-old ball player out of North Carolina. But he's found the polo grounds and the rest of the major league parks to his liking. Ball one and strike two the count on him. Whitey stands deep in the batter's box. Here's the pitch. Strike three called with a fastball to the inside corner. He struck him out. Bob Lemon starting off today's game with a strikeout. And, of course, in baseball tradition and superstition, that is the good sign for the pitcher. The opposite, of course, is walking the first man. They say he'll always come home to roost on you. Here's Captain Alvin Dark, number 19, the Giants shortstop, batting 333 in the series. Takes ball one outside, curveball breaking down and away. Dark has four hits in the series thus far for a 333 average. Lockman, the leadoff man, had two so far. One out and nobody on. Lemon's next pitch. Dark swings and hits a high fly ball into short right center. Bobby Avila goes back, but Wally Westlake is in, calls him off and makes the catch. Alvin Dark glad to Wally Westlake, the right fielder, coming in fast to a short right field position. You know, there have been only four home runs in this series, two for each team. There was a World Series that didn't produce a single home run. Though it had as its hero the greatest circuit crowder of them all, Babe Ruth. 
I find in the Gillette World Series record book that was back in 1918 when the Babe pitched and won two games for the Red Sox. And now up is Don Mueller. He swings on the first pitch, hits a fly ball out into the center, dropping in there for a base hit. Harry Doby made a run for it but couldn't get to it. So there is the first hit of the ball game as Mueller slaps a top fly single into left center. That's Mueller's fifth World Series hit for this year. And it brings up Willie Mays. There's not more that you can say, much more that you can say about this boy that hasn't already been said or written. In the thousands of articles that have acquainted him, one of baseball's most exciting ball players, right-hand batter, Mays had three hits in yesterday's game. Swings on the first pitch and pops it up. Foul down the first baseline. Rick Wirtz moves into foul territory. He has it and the side is retired. Mays, foul to Rick Wirtz. And for the Giants in the first inning, no runs, one hit. One man left. And going into the last half of the first inning, the score is New York nothing, Cleveland nothing. You know, fans, to be right in all the thrills that make this series the biggest thing in sports, you need the new Gillette World Series record book. You don't have to be a red-hot fan to get a big boot out of this handy reference book. It's indexed so you can put your finger right on what you want to know. It's pocket size and crammed full of scores of past series games. It contains the record of every player, all the basic rules and scoring tips. Modern record-breaking performances, this year's player rosters, and a lot of baseball information you won't find in any other book. With it, you get more fun out of the World Series and the hot stove league coming up this winter. And as far as that's concerned, next year's games, too. Why don't you get this book? Remember, it's free. It comes attached to the Gillette Super Speed Razor Set you buy for just one dollar. You better pick up a copy tonight, though, because that supply is going mighty fast. Now going into the last half of the first inning, the Indians coming to bat. And for the Indians, this is the big save. I noticed that Al Lopez is sending Mike Garcia, early win, his entire pitching staff to the bullpen. He'll have them ready, ready for duty on a minute's notice. Leo DeRoche is in a spot to do the same thing. Stepping into the batter's box to lead off for the Indians is Al Smith, left fielder, batting 273 in the World Series thus far. Has three hits. Fuzzy, his teammates call him. Fuzzy top. Little's first pitch to him is ball one inside and low. Little John Little, the giant left-hander, noted for his ten-point control. He's a curveball artist. Won nine and lost four during the regular season. Last half of the first. The next pitch is ball two over but low. Umpire Stevens right on the ball all the way down into the catcher's glove. This has been a series kept well in hand by the umpires. Little okays the sign. The two and nothing pitch is a strike of beauty right down the middle. The captain moves to ball two and strike one. American League umpire Johnny Stevens working back of the plate on the balls and strikes. Barlick at first base. Berry at second. Conlon at third. Knapp on the left field foul and Lon Wanneke on the right. 
the 2-1 pitch. Ball three, high and outside. It's a fastball, took off. Sailed out of the strike zone. The count is ball three and strike one. Fourth game of the 1954 World Series coming your way from Cleveland's big municipal stadium before better than 70,000 people. Here's the windup. The 3-1 pitch is a strike to the inside corner and the string is out. Full count of 3-2. and two. The crowd always sympathizes with the batter, of course, on that pitch when he starts toward first. But the yell of the umpire... But strike two calls him back. Full count. Little working carefully. Into the windup. The next pitch is swung on and a fly ball is hit just back in second base. Into short center. Second baseman Davy Williams back. Under it, he has it for out number one. One away. That brings up number one, Bobby Avila. The Indian second baseman. Well, Willie Mays was hitless up until yesterday's game. He got three. And his World Series average for 54 is now 300. Bobby Avila, American League batting champion, has only two hits in the three games played thus far. Average of 182. Right-hand batter. Little fellow from Veracruz, Mexico. One out. Nobody on. He takes a strike. Race tie pitch. In less than 10 days from the time the World Series has concluded, Avila will be in Mexico City playing baseball in the Winter Leagues. The next pitch to him. He swings and he misses. Strike two. And Little crossed him up. He was looking for that famous little curve, but he got a fastball up around the shoulders and went for it. The count is strike two. The giant outfield, Irvin in left, Mays in center, Mueller in right. They're shaded toward left for this right-hand batter. Oh, and to the count. Here's the windup. The next pitch is ball one high and inside. One and two count. Now, umpire Stevens wants to take a look at that ball. Avila won the American League batting championship with an average of 341, but he packs a lot of power. Also hit 15 home runs during the regular season. Ball one, strike two the count. One out and nobody on, no score in the last half of the first inning. Here's the windup. The next pitch is one on a line drive is hit to the second baseman, Davey Williams, for out number two. Avila, line to Williams. That brings up number 14, Larry Doby, the Indian center fielder. Doby has only two hits in the World Series. First three games. His batting average is 167. Two out and nobody on. Left-hand batter. First pitch is ball one high and inside a fastball. Doby hit the dirt to get out of the way of it. Little is not noted for his speed. Depends on his curveball artistry and excellent control. Two out and nobody on in the last half of the first inning. The next pitch, ball two inside. 
Ball two, no strikes. After watching Johnny Antonelli work the other day, especially pitching to Dopey and Wirtz, we have a suspicion that Leo DeRocha has told Little, stay away from the curveball when you pitch to these two boys. Wirtz and Dobie, two left-hand batters. The next pitch is a strike to the outside corner. Ball two and strike one. Coaching at third base for the Indians, number 44, Tony Cuccinello. At first base, the coacher is Red Crest, number 42. Two out for the Indians in the last half of the first inning. A count to the batter. Ball two and strike one. Next pitch, he swings and he misses. Strike two. On deck is Al Rosen, the Indians' third baseman, back in the lineup. A beautiful day for baseball here in Cleveland. Skies are clear. Two and two count. Here's the windup. The next pitch is swinging a miss. He struck him out on a curveball. Shelby goes down swinging. And there is the first strikeout for Little. That is the fourth time the Dobie has struck out in the World Series. For the Indians, no runs, no hits, nothing across. And at the end of the first inning, the score, New York Giants, nothing, the Cleveland Indians, nothing. You know, the New York Giants won the National League flag, but Walt Alston, the freshman manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers, certainly gave the Giants a battle for first place. And you should see Walt's beard. It's a mean one. But he says, shaving isn't hard at all, and it's always refreshing with the one-piece Gillette razor. Walt Alston is mighty particular about the way he looks. Like everyone else, he wants quick, comfortable shaves. Why don't you try this convenient, easy shaving razor? It'll give you a slick-looking shave that'll last and last. Well, the first inning completed. No score for either team. One hit thus far. That by Don Mueller. Coming up in the first half of the second inning for the Giants is number 16, Hank Thompson. He's batting 333 in the series with three hits. Mr. Henry, as the ball players themselves call him. He was the fellow that worked in 43 double plays back in 1950, equaling a record set by the famous Pi Trainer. That record had stood for some 25 years. Henry Thompson, left-hand batter. Lemon, into the wind-up. The first pitch is ball one outside and low. And talking with many of the Indians this morning, they are disappointed that they are showing thus far against the Giants, but still in there to give it a battle all the way. Lemon pitches ball two inside with a curveball. Ball two and no strikes. The outfield pulled around toward right. Westlake deep and straight away back to the edge of the track. They'll be well over in right center. Nothing to nothing ball game. The two and nothing pitch. Thompson takes ball three outside and low.
Approaching down at first base, number six. That's Freddie Fitzsimmons. At third base, Herman Franks. The 2-1 pitch to Thompson is... Ball four of the 3-1 pitch. Excuse me. Ball four. Thompson takes a walk. And Thompson now has five bases on balls in the World Series. The next batter, number 20, Monty Irvin. Right-hand batter, left fielder, still looking for his first hit in the series. Takes a strike, a fastball right in there. Runner on first, Hank Thompson with nobody out. The walk to Thompson, the first of the game. Here's the stretch. The pitch is ball one, outside and low. A curveball that almost got away from catcher Jim Hegan. Monty Irvin, one of baseball's real steady ball players. Day in and day out, he gives you that same fine performance. An all-star athlete from New Jersey, Orange High School. The one-and-one pitch is one as a line drive, a vicious hit into left center. Going for extra bases. Here's Thompson racing around second. He's coming to third, and Irvin goes for two. He's in there with a double. The Giants have runners on second and third with nobody out. Monty Evan coming through with his first base hit of the season, the series. You always want to say season when you're thinking about the series. So that base on balls to Thompson as Lemon in trouble. As Evan followed with a double. Runners on second and third. With nobody out in the batter is Davey Williams. The Indian infield now closes in. They'll try to cut this run off at the plate. Williams is hitless in the series. Right-hand batter. Swings on the first pitch. A line drive is hit to Wirtz. Wirtz throws to Denty, and the throw goes into left field. Denty did not get back to second, and Thompson comes on to score. Irvin moves to third. There's an error charged to Vic Wirtz. Oh, that was a rough break for Bob Lemon. Williams lined to Wirtz. Denty could not get back to second in time to cover on Irvin. Wirtz attempted to throw anyway and threw badly into left field. So Thompson scores, and the Giants lead one to nothing. One out, the batter is West Westrom. The infield is still in, one out. Westrom has three hits in the series for a 300 average. Lemon works into the windup. First pitch is swung on the a fly ball out into right field. Westlake moves in under it now. The runner tags up. There's the catch. Westlake drops the ball, and the runner comes on to score. And I believe Weston is going to be called safe at first. On an error. Now Lopez comes out of the Indian dugout. Umpire Charlie Burry, back at second base. Motion safe. On the ball hit by Westrom. In other words, he is stating that Westlake did not have complete control of the ball. He got the ball in his glove all right, but in shifting from the glove hand to the throwing hand, he let the ball drop to the ground. 
And that is an error on Wally Westlake, the right fielder. The Indians' second error in this inning. And the Giants lead by a score of 2 to nothing. Western is on first as a result of the error. Actually, it turns out to be a rough break on Western as far as getting credit for a run batted in is concerned. The error takes away the RBI. Unless the official score would want to make a ruling in that particular case. An error takes away the RBI. check with the official score now to see whether Weston is given a sacrifice fly. Well, the score is New York 2, Cleveland nothing. First half of the second inning, only one out. Weston is on first base. That is a ruling based on umpire's judgment. You must have complete control of a ball, even though you just catch it. It's like you play an old can of corn in any ball game. In shifting from the gloved hand to the throwing hand, you must control it at all times and get that throw away. The batter is Don Little, the pitcher. Weston on first, two runs are home. Now the outfield, moving around toward left. Two very costly errors have allowed two giant runs to score. Weston takes the leadoff first. Little is a left-hander all the way. Left-hand batter cuts over the plate. First pitch to him. He tries the bunt and fouls it off to the left of the plate. Out of play. Strike one. Batter on deck is Whitey Luckman. Strike one to count. Rosen, the third baseman for the Indians, moves in. Right near the infield grass. In case of a bunt try. Here's the stretch. The next pitch is stretch two calls. Little had the bat out there for the bunt, but pulled it back. Takes strike two. Going to the count. Wears the cap very jauntily on his head. Reminds you a little bit of the Yankees' famous Whitey Ford. Strike two count. Weston ready to travel from first. One out. The pitch is ball one high and inside. Ball one and strike two. The score is New York two, Cleveland nothing. Left out of the infield in close. The next pitch is ball two over but low and the count is even. Two and two. Little steps out, now looks down to his coach at third base, Herman Frank. Lemon juggles the ball in the glove. Wurtz is holding against the runner, Weston at first base. Turn to count. Fourth game of the 54 World Series. The Giants lead 3 to nothing in the series. The next pitch, ball three outside. Full count of three and two on the batter. Had two strikes on him. Now Little has worked it to the full count. Let's watch Weston at first base. He may be moving. 
But with caution, the count three and two and the pitcher up. One out. The next pitcher, strike three called. Right in there, and he struck him out. Riddle is called out on strike. Westrom holding at first base, very wisely so, against that very thing. That's the second strikeout for Lemon, both on a call, third strike. That brings up number 25, Whitey Lockman. Lockman, a left-hand batter, was called out on strikes in the first inning. The Giants lead two to nothing. Lemon's first pitch to Lockman is ball one outside and low. The outfield now playing straight away. Fine bleacher crowd today with the sun out, nice and warm, and a lot of folks in the area back of the fence, between the bleachers and the fence. Lemon checks the runner. The pitch is a strike knee high to the outside corner. Ball one and strike one the count. Bob Lemon, the Indian's ace right-hander from Long Beach, California. Here's the stretch. The pitch is inside and low. Ball two, two and one the count. On deck is the ever-dangerous Alvin Dowd. Pepper in the Indian infield, Al Rosen, Sam Bendy, Bobby Avila starting in for the pitcher. A walk and a double. That lemon in trouble. Two errors didn't help. The next pitch. Ball three. Over but low, and the count is three and one. Ball three, strike one. West Western is the runner at first. Now it's moves away from the bag. The 3-1 pitch, the runner's on the go, swing and a miss, the throw to second. Bendy takes it and slaps it on the runner, he's out. A hit and run was on, and Weston is out. At second base, Hegan to Bendy, 2-6. The Lockman will get another chance in the third inning. In the second, now for New York, mark up two runs. They had one hit with one walk. Two Indian errors, very costly, and nobody left. Going into the last half of the second inning, the score is New York 2, Cleveland nothing. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. We spend a time or effort to make sure your Gillette aligns the blade exactly right. So fast, quick shaves you get. It's mighty sturdy, made to last. But if you drop it, brother, and spoil the blade alignment, then it's time to get another two stars. Every time you shave, to feel sharp. On the following beat, just be sharp. In your whiskers, off with the modern Gillette Super Buy one now, folks, and get with it free the handy Vest Pocket Gillette World Series record book. We're heading into the last half of the second inning. A nice big hand for Al Rosen as he steps up. He's leading off for the Indians. Right-hand batter. Was out of yesterday's game with that bad leg. Here's the wind-up, and the first pitch to him is a set call. Inside corner, waits high. Rosen has two hits in the series. The first 
two games. He did not play in number three. Batting average, 250. The Giants lead in this game by a score of two to nothing. They lead in the World Series three games to nothing, and a victory for them today would close the book on this year's classic. The Indians hope, of course, to prevent that. The next pitch, Rosen swings the ground ball over the pitcher's head. Out of the second base, knocked down by Williams. Here's a throw to first, and in time on a beautiful play. Rosen is out. Fine play by Baby Williams, who had Rosen pegged perfectly. He's playing him over close towards second. One out. That brings up Vic Wirtz, number 23. Indian first baseman. He has a batting average of 500 for the season. In the series thus far, he has six hits. 500 batting average. Six out of 12. Big left-hand batter. Swings on the first pitch and fouls it back into the upper deck out of play. one. The outfielders are pulled around toward right for work. The Giants coming up with two runs in their half of the second inning. The lead two to nothing. Little's next pitch. Ball one high and inside. One and one to count. That foul off the bat of Vic Wood back into the upper deck here. Hank Greenberg, the general manager of the Indians, tried for it. Up to charge him an hour, I guess. The one and one pitch to work. Says ball two inside with a curve that failed him. Ball two and strike one. Right side of the infield, playing deep. Back to the edge of the outfield grass is Davy Williams, the second baseman. Deep along the line at first is Whitey Lockman. The 2-1 pitch is ball three, over but high. Try to get him with a fastball. Three and one. John Little, wearing number 37. He's a pick-up pitcher. Fellow you like to watch. Very smooth delivery. Good follow-through. Checks back to his outfielders now. Checking the positions to count three and one. Wirtz may be gunning, and he knows it. One out and nobody on. Here's the windup. The pitch, and Wirtz attempts to pull away from it. Fouls it down the third baseline, and the count is three and two. Ball was fielded by Tony Cucinello, thrown back into play. Wirtz failed to get the bat back as he started his swing. Checked it, but still fouled it off. Indians still looking for their first hit. Little has retired the first four men in a row, striking out Doby for his first strike out of the game. Three and two the count. On deck is Wally Westlake. The payoff pitch and works is, I believe the ball hit his bat, but it rolled foul. Yep, it hit the handle of his bat. Umpire Stevens, very alert on that play. Very much alert. Now, Wirtz is saying to the umpire that the ball hit his fist. 
Umpire Stevens is probably not arguing against the fact that the ball hit him. What he is claiming, and from the crack of the ball on the bat, you have to say that Stevens made a great call on that. You can hear the ball hit the bat, and it's quite possible the ball hit was afterwards. It must hit you first. But there's the type of play that will give you some idea of how tough the job the men in blue have. They're on their toes, these umpires. Lopez came out to see if Waits was all right. So did Trainer Wally Box. Back in position. One out. Nobody on. The 3-2 pitch. Waits swings and hits the fireball out into short left field. Coming over fast with Marty Evans. He can't get it and drops on the line. Foul. Just outside the white cross ball. Umpire Larry Knapp. Right out there on top of that play as the ball hits. Foul by Hitches. And Waits now must again come back to the plate. Well, the fans are getting a big thrill out of it. And that's baseball. We're in the last half of the second inning. The Giants lead by a score of two to nothing. One out. Works the batter with a count three and two. An exciting time at bat, that's for sure. Now the fans calling for Woods to come through. Little checks his sign into the windup. The big pitch. Swung on the There's a line drive out into right center for a long base hit. Going all the way to the fence. Woods makes the turn at first. He's going for two. The two outfielders run together. Woods comes in at second with a stand-up double. of all baseballs. A never-ending battle between pitcher and batter. And worst one with a long double into right center. The score is New York 2, Cleveland nothing. That's the seventh series hit for this work. There's two doubles, one triple, and one home run among his seven hits. He's on second with one out, and the batter's Wally Westlake. Westlake has one hit, played in one game. Swings on the first pitch at the ground ball to the shortstop. Big hop taken by Dark, the throw to first, and Westlake is out. Westlake rounding out, short to first, 6 3. That brings up number 36, Sam Denty. The shortstop in today's ball game. First game in the series that Denty has started. He has been in two of the games thus far. As a utility player, after Strickland was lifted for a pinch hitter. He's a right-hand batter, has no average. Takes ball one low into the dirt. Good stop by West Weston, the giant catcher. Blocked the ball with his chest. Two out here in the last half of the second inning. The Giants lead by a score of two to nothing. 
Wirtz is on second. He has the first Indian hit of the game. Outfield is a shallow. Little is ready. Takes back to the runner. The pitch to Denty. A strike to the outside corner. One and one to count. Right now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. WGN, your exclusive World Series station, Chicago. All set for the next pitch is strike two call. The curveball breaking over at the knees. The count now is ball one and strike two. Umpire Stevens to take the heat off. Dusting off home plate. <laughs> Denny slapping home plate with the heavy end of the bat. Flashes it around as he steps back in. Lad from New Jersey, fine utility ball player. Good glove man. Runner on second. The next pitch is fouled into the stands. Off to the right of the plate and the count remains. Ball one and strike two. With two outs. As the Indians come up with their first bit of excitement in the ball game, a runner on second. There are two outs. Denty the batters. The Giants scoring two runs. Lead by that score two to nothing. On deck, hoping for a chance to come up is Jim Hegan. Little checks to the runner. The pitch is low into the dirt and gets away from Weston. Rolls off to the left of the plate. Which moves to third. Weston recovers the ball and it's a wild pitch. Charge to Don Little. The pitchers are really uncorking some wild throws in this game and in others of the 1954 World Series. Always get you to thinking about records, but of course, when you talk about records, just have your handy Gillette World Series record book with you, and you'll never be lost. Both Lemon and Wynn came up with wild pitches. The count is two and two. Works now is one base close to the home. Two outs. The two-two pitch. Then he swings and hits the fly ball into right center. Willie May is going back. Hungry pulls it down and makes the catch. Betty slides to Mays in center. The side is retired. Mays, evidently not realizing there were two outs, turned and quickly threw into the infield. For the Indians in the second, no runs, one hit. One man left. And at the end of two, the score is New York two, Cleveland nothing. In the fourth game of the 1954 World Series, and now from the way things have started here in these first two innings, we could have a little bit of excitement. We certainly could, particularly with the New York Giants having uh, the door open for them in the second inning by Paraveras. After all, uh, if it should be as tight from here on as it has been loose on the uh, defense up until now, we could have a ball game that would uh, cook along the next innings this afternoon, Jimmy. You mean for one of those wild scoring jobs, huh? Yes, sir. I'm looking for it, aren't you? Well, there's nothing the fans like better than a wide-open ball game. And we certainly hope that you folks all around the world, the minute two, our men and women overseas are enjoying our play-by-play -play over mutual. And the rest of the stations all over the world bringing you 
the account of the 1954 World Series. First from the Polo Grounds in New York, now here at Municipal Stadium in Cleveland on the shores of Lake Erie. In two innings, the Giants have two runs. They've made two hits, no errors. The Indians have no runs, one hit, and they have made two errors. And now the first of the third. Moving into the batter's box is number 25, Whitey Lockman. He was up when Westrom was out at second. A hit and run was called, but Lockman missed the pitch. Westrom was out easily, Hegan to Denty. So Lemon served in five pitches in the second inning. First and ten here in the third is ball one, two loads. Ball one the count. Lockman was called out on strikes in the first inning. Here's the windup. The next pitch is one, and the line drive is hit. Foul down the left field line. Landing on the track, rolling into the giant bullpen. Four umpires around the infield, two on the foul line. Larry Knapp astride the left field foul line. Way down the right field foul line is Ron Wanneke. Lemon is ready. The one and one pitch is fouled into the dirt. Rolls back to the screen. The count is ball one and strike two. One and two counts. The Giants, of course, looking for that fourth victory that would wrap up the World Series for this year. Bob Lemon, Indian right-hander versus Don Little, the giant left-hander. Domino plays the sign. The count is one and two. The pitch is swung on the ground ball to the right side of the infield. Wirtz moves over to cover. Throws to Lemon at first base, and Lockman is out. Lockman grounding out. First baseman to pitcher. 3-1, Wirtz to Lemon. Every manager would like to have a Bob Lemon on the mound in every ball game. Lemon is not only a pitcher, he is that fifth infielder. He knows how to come off the hill to cover it first. Cover either left or right on the bunch. He knows that the batter's top into the dirt. He can get you into a lot of trouble if you can't field your position. First pitch to Doc. He swings and hits the line drive into left field. A base hit. Hanging the old clothesline out there with a sharp single. Doc has his fifth hit of the World Series. On first. With one out, and the batter is Don Mueller. Mueller dropped a single into left center in the first inning with two outs. They call them pop fly singles, the bargain basement singles, but they all count just as big as the others. Mueller is a left-hand batter, one of the real pros of the game. Runner on first, Alvin Dowd. One out. First pitch to Mueller is ball one inside. Too close to the batter. Giant players, a lot of the writers around the league, call this for Don Mueller, Mandrake the Magician. He's a magician with that bat most of the time. Runner up to Mays for the batting crown. Swings on the next pitch and lines run into right field. A base hit. Doc makes the turn at second. He's going to third. 
Westgate's throw coming into the infield. He fumbled the ball just briefly. The dock is in at third easily. Runners on first and third and only one out. The score is New York 2, Cleveland nothing. his second hit. A single this time into right. That is the fourth hit for the Giants. They really have their hitting clothes on in this series. Going into today's game, the Giants as a team were batting 232 as compared to the Indians average of 196 for the three games of the World Series. Willie Mays, right-hand batter is up. Takes ball one outside and low. Activity in the Indian bullpen. Number 16, Hal Newhouser, warming up. Westlake fumbled that ball just briefly in right field, but it had no bearing on the play. One out, next pitch. Ball two, outside, another serve. Mays is refusing. And this is the different Mays. Spring training, the first part of the year, he was going for a lot of bad pitches, but no more. Baltimore strikes. Batter on deck is Henry Thompson. Now Lemon comes up with a stretch. The pitch is a strike. A curveball broken there sharply. May started for it, but changed his mind. Doc on third, and Mueller is on first. With only one out in the first half of the third inning. Outfielders are deep and around toward left for Willie Mays, number 24. The 2-1 pitch, he swings and bounces one over the third baseman's head, rolling down the line. A one-run scores. Here's Mueller racing around second, going for third, and Mays goes for two. In there, standing up with a double. A two-base hit, and the score is New York 3, Cleveland nothing. He bounced one off the plate and bounced it over the third baseman's head, good for two bases. That's his fourth hit of the series, the third this inning for the Giants, and the fifth of the game. With only one out here in the first of the third. Mueller on third, and Mays is on second. They're going to put Henry Thompson on, an intentional pass for the giant third baseman. He walked his last time up. This will load the bases and, of course, make possible the fourth play at any base. Unbatted in for Willie Mays. There's ball three. Monty Irvin is on deck. There's ball four to Thompson, and the bases are loaded. An intentional pass, and Irvin is going to do his own hitting here. The Giants lead, he did nothing. Irvin is looking back toward the dugout, and I have a suspicion that a lot of the fans were expecting to see Mr. Dusty Rhodes come out. Manager Leo Director expressing confidence in his regular left fielder. Irvin got off to a fine start the first part of the season. It slumped a little bit. First pitch to him is ball one inside of fastball. He doubles hard into left center the first time up.
One out. The bases are loaded. Lemon works into the windup. The pitch is swinging a miss to strike one. One and one to count. Outfield playing just about straight away. Dobie is pulled off. Center toward left. The shade. Right side of the infield. Midway in on the thin part of the infield. Hoping, of course, for the double play. Mueller on third. Mays on second. Thompson on first. The pitch is ball two outside. Ten one to count. The Giants lead by a score of three to nothing. Batter on deck is Baby Williams. Lemon tugging at his cap. Text on the sign. The count two and one. Here's the pitch. Fouled back into the stands. Off to the right of the plate, and the count is even up. Ball two and strike two. Ray Narleski, right-hander. Ricky right-hander. Fastball artist. Starts warming up. Alongside Hal Newhouser, the veteran left-hander. We've seen a lot of service in World Series play as a member of the Detroit Tigers. Here's the windup. The runners move out. The 2-2 pitch. And it's fouled into the dirt. Rolls back of the plate. The bat goes out to the shortstop position. Bat slipped out of Irvin's hands when flying to the left side of the infield. So the count is still ball two and strike two. Herman Frank searching at third base, shouting down to Monty Irvin. New ball is tossed into play. Lemon in a tough spot, working very carefully. Miller is on third, May is on second. Thompson on first, with only one out. The count is ball two and strike two. Ready on the sign. The wind-up and the 2-2 pitch. Fouled back to the press box. Line catch by one of the television cameramen who has a glove, a baseball glove today. There's a fellow that really came prepared. Two and the next pitch is ball three inside. Lemon tried to get that inside corner. Three and two. It was mighty close. And the string is out. Now Monty Irvin backs out of there. It's a tense moment in the ball game for the fans. And one for the batter. The base runners. One out and they will be moving. Here's the windup. And the big pitch. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. Got him on a curveball. And that was the famed lemon slider. They're two gone. Third strikeout for Bob Lemon. And that one a mighty important one. Still a rough little customer. Davy Williams stepping in. 
the blonde kid from Texas, out of Dallas, right-hand batter. Takes ball one, a curveball over but low. Williams lined to the first baseman, Vic Wirtz, his first time up. He's a very slick little fielder, this Davy Williams. $65,000 purchase from Atlanta. Swings on the next pitch. A ground ball is hit to Rose, and he takes it. Races to the bag ahead of Willie Mays for the out that retires the side. And Bob Lemon pulls out of it as Williams hits into a force play, forcing Mays at third, Rosen unassisted. And for the Giants in the third inning, one run on a total of three hits. They came in succession. There was one walk, no errors, and three men left on the bases. Going into the last half of the third inning, the score is New York 3, Cleveland nothing. Say, would you like to hear from one of the greatest ball hawks going? Well, here's right fielder Jimmy Pearsall of the Boston Red Sox, whose spectacular leaping catches really leaves them gasping. Say, what brings you to Cleveland, Jim? I'm a reporter, Jimmy, covering the series for a Boston newspaper. A reporter? Well, man, I've got news for you. You know, Boston is home base for Gillette. You can report Gillette Razors are selling like crazy. And most of these fine-looking young guys playing out here today use them, too. That's no news to me, Jimmy. Most big leaguers go for Gillette shaves. Fast, they're clean, and they sure give you a swell lift. Thanks a lot, Jim. Say, how about giving that new Gillette Super Speed Razor a try, men? It's all in one piece for easy blade changing. It costs you only a dollar, and the Gillette World Series record book is attached free. Going into the last half of the third inning, it was a real pleasure visiting with Jim Pearsall, that fine ball hawk from up there in Boston. But old Fenway Park was the scene of a lot of fine ball games this year. Jim Hegan leading off. The Indians now will try to get back in this ball game, trailing three to nothing. Hegan, then the pitcher, and back to the top of the batting order. First pitch to Hegan is ball one outside and low. The pitching performance by Lemon will give you some idea of why the experts call him one of the game's great competitors. There's ball two inside. Ball two, no strikes on Jim Hegan. Little has struck out one man, given up only one hit, a double to Vic Wirtz. Has yet to walk a batter. The count, ball two, no strikes. The outfielders are around toward left. There's ball three, high and outside. Shade, the count is three and nothing. A few more standees have come in since the game started. There'll be a bigger crowd than yesterday's. It certainly gives you a great thrill to sit in with a big crowd watching a ball game. The players get a big boot out of it, too. They like to play before the big houses. Here's the wind-up. The three-and-nothing pitch is a strike. That a high right in there. It's for sure this boy, Don Little, will not go too long without getting one in for a strike. Three-and-one the count. Hegan. Takes ball four outside. A base on balls. First walk given up by Little, and Hegan becomes the second Indian base runner of the game. That brings up Bob Lemon. 
Henry Thompson, the giant third baseman, and to talk with the pitcher, Don Little, help him to settle down. Little, of course, knows he's facing a tough aggregation of ball players. A team that won 111 games to set a new American League record. Lemon, left-hand batter. Takes ball one outside with a curve. Lemon, through the years, has proved himself a pretty good hitting pitcher. The Giants lead 3 to nothing. Hegan leads off. Nobody out. The pitch is a strike. Fastball, let a high to the inside corner. He'll take a bit off his fastball occasionally. One and one to count. Batter on deck is Al Smith, the leadoff man. Thompson, the third baseman, still expecting the bunt, is in on the grass. Next pitch is strike two. Knee high. Down is ball one and strike two. Outfielders are straight away. Egan started it off with a walk. Little checks his sign. Here's the stretch. A look to the runner at first. And the pitch is swung on and popped up to the left side of the infield. Alvin Dark takes charge. He's under this one now, and he has it. Route number one. One away. Brings up the leadoff batter, Al Smith, number 32. First time up with a count three and two, he pops to the second baseman, Davey Williams. Now the outfielders moving around toward left, deep in all field. Big hole open out in right center. First pitch, strike call, letter high. There was a fastball working to the outside corner. Strike one. Bobby Avila moves into the on-deck circle. Off to the right of the plate. Whitey Lockman holding at first base against Jim Hegan with the right-hand batter up. Next pitch is swung and a ground ball is to the third baseman. And nice stop by Thompson. A throw to second. One away. Back to first. It's a double play. Around the horn. Hank Thompson moving to his left to spear that ball as it was heading into left field. Forced Hegan with a throw to Williams. Williams' throw to first was in time for the double play. For the Indians in the third, no runs, no hits. Nothing across. At the end of three, the score is New York three, Cleveland nothing. has come up with some great plays in this series. He's played great baseball at third, taking care of some rough chances. And there was a ball that would have gone by many third basemen in the majors into left field. He stayed with it, caught it in the webbing of his glove. Rifled his throw over to second. Back to first, it was a double play. Now, 
Lemon out taking his warm-up throws, and the first man up for the Giants in the fourth inning will be Wes Westrom, the Giant catcher. Tony Cuccinello is taking Lemon's warm-up throws. Al Rosen, the third baseman, moves out on the grass, right back with the pitcher, talking to his infielders. Denty, Avila, and Wirtz. Now here comes the Indian catcher, Jim Hegan, out. Takes a little time to get all that gear on. The shin guards, the mask, and the chest protector. Once around the infield and back to the pitcher on the mound with the ball, and it's Wes Westrom leading off, number nine. Westrom is having a fine World Series for himself. Two RBIs, three hits, takes a strike, a curveball breaking to the outside corner. He was safe at first on an error, charged to the right fielder, Wally Westlake, in the second inning. Had a run batted in. Next pitch is fouled back into the upper deck, landing in the press box. And the count is strike two. 0 oh 2 on the batter. In case some of you are still wondering about it, the official ruling on the fly ball by Westrom in the second inning was a sacrifice fly and then an error charge to the right fielder, Westlake, who had the ball but dropped it. Next pitch is wide of the plate, gets away from the catcher, back to the screen. Ball one and strike two. The Giants have a total of five hits as against only one for the Indians. The Giants have three runs. An all-important baseball commodity. Outfielders are around toward left. The one and two pitch. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. Westrom goes down swinging. Fourth strikeout for Bob Lemon. Coming up is the pitcher, Don Little, while we're waiting for him. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. WGN, your exclusive World Series station in Chicago. Number 37, Don Little, stepping into the batter's box. He was called out on strikes in the second inning. Lemon's first pick, ball one, over but too low. Ball on the count. The fourth game of the 1954 World Series being played here at Cleveland. Next pitch to Little, he swings and hits it foul into the dirt. Hit him on the foot, in fact. He reaches down to the instep. Trying to shake it off. Those little old foul tips can really hurt you. Down is even, ball one and strike one. One out and nobody on right now. Lead off batter Whitey Lockman, swinging the bat in the on-deck circle. Lemon chewing that gum a mile a minute. Comes on with the next pitch, a strike call. Better high, little step back from it. Ball one and strike two. 
Here's the windup. The next pitch, a swing and a miss. He struck him out. Little goes down swinging. A total of five strikeouts for the Indian right-hander. And it brings up Whitey Lockman, who was a strikeout victim in the first inning. In the third inning, he grounded out to the first baseman, Vic Worth. Doby pulled off center toward right. Wally Westlake is deep and straight away. Summer okays the sign. The first pitch to Lockman. A strike it is to the outside corner waist high. Strike one, the count. Whitey Lockman still makes his home down in Charlotte, his native North Carolina. Next pitch, the line drive right back to him, and he knocks it down, picks it up. Here's the throw to first in time. A fine recovery. Lockman is out. Pitcher to first. One three. Boy, that's one of those line drives. You throw up your glove and say a little prayer. The Giants go down in the fourth inning. No runs, no hits, nothing across. And going into the last half of the fourth inning, the score is New York three, Cleveland nothing. I know plenty of you men swear by Gillette's three-piece razor. And more power to you. Sure, you're getting slick shaves, but here's news for you. Today's Gillette Super Speed Razor gives you all that and then some. It's made in one piece, so you don't take it apart and put it together again when changing blades. All you do is twist the handle, hook on a blade, and twist again. Blade changing is that easy, and a quick rinse cleans the razor for your next shave. Then you get this wonderfully convenient razor for just one dollar. We've been telling you about the new enlarged Gillette World Series record book, too. Well, it's attached and it's free. Better tie down your copy before the fast-moving supply is all gone. Last half of the fourth inning, and Don Little has finished his warm-up throws, ready to pitch to Bobby Avila, Indian second baseman. There's a more exciting atmosphere here at the ballpark in Cleveland today. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe it's the fans calling for the underdog, hoping to help the Indians to that first victory that will carry the series into more games. The Giants lead three games to nothing, and are ahead in this fourth game. The score right now, three to nothing. First pitch to Avila is a strike. Right in there at the knees with a curveball. Watching this little left-hander, you know now why they call him the boy with pinpoint control. Here's the wind-up. Next pitch. Ball one, over but low. One and one the count. Avila laced into a pitch in the first inning, but landed right to the second baseman, Davey Williams. Irvin, the left fielder, is deep and straight away. The one-and-one one pitch is swung on and popped up. Back of second base, Alvin Dark moving back onto the grass. is under it, and he has it. Out number one. Sort of looks like that jinx we've been talking about so often is following Bobby Avila. Many batting champions have found it very rough when they did get into a World Series. And certainly Avila is. He's had only two hits. Got one the first time up. Has had rough going since then. Larry Doby, the next batter. 
Left-hand batter takes ball one outside. A curveball breaking away from him. Doby struck out his first time up in the first inning. Little's only strikeout thus far. Last of the fourth. One out and nobody on. Next pitch. Doby pulls it foul. Off to the right. Ball one and strike one. Even count. Little has been in no trouble thus far. The Indians open the third with a base on balls, but after Lemon had popped out, Smith hit into a double play. Wirtz doubled in the second inning for the only hit off the giant left-hander. The one-and-one pitch. Dobie swings and hits a ground ball to the right side of the infield. Williams scoots over up with it. The throw to first, and Dobie is out. Dobie grounding out. Williams to Lockman. 4-3. You know, whether this series goes past four games is still anybody's guess. But you know something? Back in 1887, under different rules, the series lasted 15 games, believe it or not. You've got this and a raft of other dope in the Gillette World Series record book. Right handy for you. Al Rosen steps in with two outs. Nobody on. He takes ball one high and outside. Last half of the fourth inning. Scores New York three, Cleveland nothing. Outfielders deep and around toward left. Next pitch is swung on. A fly ball hit foul down the right field line. It'll be in the stands, but out of play. One and one the count. Just a long strike. on deck is Rick Wirtz, possessor of the only hit off Don Little. Rosen looking for hit number three in this series. Here's the pitch. He swings, foul tips it into the catcher's glove for strike two. Ball one, strike two the count. Willie Mays playing over in left center. Marty Irvin back to the edge of the track, straight away and left. Little rocks into the windup. The one and two pitches. Ball two. Missed by a half. Two two count. Rosen steps back into the batter's box. He uses the closed stance, front foot up close to the plate. Then strides forward into the pitch. Here it is. Swung on. A ground ball. A grass cutter. Hit to the shortstop. Donk is up with it. The throw to first in time. Rosen is out. And the Indians bite the dust. One, two, three. No runs, no hits. And so at the end of four innings, the score. The Giants have three runs on five hits. No errors. The Indians, no runs, one hit, and two errors. You know, folks, it may surprise you to know that every 20 seconds, there's a fire somewhere in this great nation of ours. Every year, fires kill over 12,000 people and cause $800 million of property damage. Now, to help prevent a fire in your home, why don't you try to observe these four rules? Number one, don't smoke in bed or discard lighted cigarettes or matches carelessly. Number two, clean out old newspapers, mattresses, broken furniture, and other flammable materials. 
Number three, promptly repair defective electrical equipment. Replace worn or frayed wiring. And number four, use cleaning fluids that won't burn. In other words, don't gamble with fire. The odds are against you. Bit of excitement down to our left here. Some of the folks peering into the giant dugout trying to get a look at the boys. And, of course, folks wanting to see what notables are around them, and there are a lot of them here. From everywhere. Movie stars, stars of radio and television, notables in public life, and out on the field, the two championship teams, champions of the National League, the New York Giants, champions of the American League, the Cleveland Indians. The fourth game, the Giants taking the first three games, this one, they could lock it up. They lead by a score of three to nothing, and Bob Lemon is ready to work now as Alvin Dock steps into the batter's box. Dock has one out of two in this game. Fouls the first pitch back into the screen, strike one. So Dock is doing all right. He now has five hits in the 54 World Series. This is his 16th World Series game. Next pitch is too low. Ball one. One and one. The count is even up. Giants got two in the second. Loose Indian play. Added one in the third to lead three to nothing. Next pitch. Dodd swings. Hits a fly ball. Going out into left center. It's going to drop in there for a base hit. A single for Alvin Dodd as he drops one into left center. Those are the ones the boys kid you about in the clubhouse. Some of them say, what are you hitting with? A bamboo stick? Banjo? Red Crest's favorite expression, what are you batting with? What are you hitting with? Sporting news? <laughs> Don Mueller is up, a left-hand batter with a runner on first. Nobody out. A pitch out called for, but Doc is holding it first. Two pitchers again warming up in the Indian bullpen. Left-hander Hal Newhouser, Right-hander Ray Norleski. Outfield straight away for Mueller. Here's two for two. Lemon checks the runner. The pitch is swung and there's a line drive. Hit into right field for a base hit. Doc races to second, makes the turn. Westlake is up with the ball. The throw over to third is cut off by Denty. Mueller holding it first. There's that man, Mueller, coming through with his third straight hit. The Giants now have a total of seven. Well, this was the setup we had in the third inning. Doc single into left. Mueller moved into third with a single into right. Nobody out, and the batter is Willie Mays. In the third inning, they did have one out. Mays doubled his last time up. Infield back in normal position. Mueller leads off first. Dock on third. The pitch to Mays is ball one outside and low. Mueller now has seven hits in the series. That ties him with Vic Work. Here's the stretch by Lemon. The pitch is too low for ball two. Two and no count. 
eight straight hits, so that's a fine performance. Last two have been sharp singles into right field. Hitting behind that runner, moving away from first. Outfielders around toward left, deep in all fields for Mays, and he can hit the all fields. The turn-nothing pitch, fouled off into the stands back of first. He was trying to hit the right field. He moved up on the pitch. The count is now two and one. Ball two, strike one to count. Seven hits for the Giants as against one for the Indians. The Giants have hit safely in every inning except the fourth. Lemon retired them in order. That's the only time that he's been able to do it. Giants had three hits in the third inning. We had, we had a like situation, such as we have now. The 2 1 pitch fouls back to the screen. Ball two and strike two. Mays in the first inning fouled out to the first baseman Wirtz. But in the third, he bounced a double over Rosen's head down the left field corner. Right now, he's trying for a base hit. Or a fly ball, sacrifice fly that would bring a run home. Doc on third, Mueller on first. Doc in yesterday's game showed us a brilliant bit of base running, and he was trapped between third and home, allowing runners to move up to second and third before he was tagged out. The two-two pitch is low into the dirt. Good stop by Jim Hegan to avoid trouble. And the string is out. Full count of three and two. Clemens tosses the ball into the umpire who wants to look it over. Umpire John Stevens. Of the American League, umpiring staff. Along with the other American League umpires under Cal Hubbard, all season long, do that great job of calling 154 games. Or in the case of the Indians, 156, they played two tie games. The count three and two. Here's the stretch. Lemon checks to the runner at first. The pitch fouled back into the stand. Count remains three and two. This is the first of the fifth, with the Giants leading by a score of three to nothing. They scrambled for the first two games in New York, won yesterday's game easily, and came out slugging in this one. Time is called. A ball gets away from Bill Roby, Indian catching coach, who is working with Ray Narleski down in the bullpen. Roby has been with the Indians for 25 years. He and Mel Harder, two of the men who have been around the Indian and Cleveland baseball picture for a long time. Doc is on third. He let off with a single. Mueller on first. He singled into right. His third straight hit. Nobody out. Lemon has his time. There's a pitch. Ball four. Outside and low with a curve. He walks in. And the bases are loaded. Here comes Al Lopez, the manager out of the Indian dugout. Henry Thompson is the batter. And Thompson, now on deck, has walked five times. Three of them were intentional walks, and he has scored five times. 
pitcher being called in by Al Lopez is Hal Newhouser. Green's left-handed, formerly with the Detroit Tigers. Being called into the game to pitch to Henry Thompson. We're talking about Thompson's bases on balls. He has walked six times. The last time up, he got an intentional pass, remember? Well, that is all for Bob Lemon. Leaving the game now. He has worked four innings. Nobody out. Lemon used 74 pitches in working and the fraction innings probably gets no credit for more than the four innings and there are none out. The bases are loaded. He gave up a total of seven hits. He walked three men, struck out five, and is allowed three runs and is leaving the bases loaded. Should any or all of these men score, they will be charged to him. And on the other side of the picture, the giant left-hander, John Little. He hasn't given up a run yet, and only one hit. You know, back in 1905, Christy Matheson hit three shutouts in one World Series. Facts like this are at your fingertips in the Gillette World Series record book. Al Newhouser, left-hander. And the first man to face him will be left-hand batter Henry Thompson. He's walked twice. And scored one. The bases are loaded. Newhouser. Pitches by one high and inside. He proved to be a very valuable asset to the Indians in 1954 during the regular season. He appeared in 26 ball games. He won seven and lost two. Next pitch, he may strike with a curve, let a high to the left-hand batter, Henry Thompson. Newhausen, at an earned run average of 2.51. In 1945, he pitched in the World Series as a member of the Detroit Tigers, working three games, won two and lost one. The one-and-one pitch is low into the dirt. Good pickup by Jim Hegan. The bases are loaded. Nobody out for the Giants in the first half of the fifth inning. The score is New York 3, Cleveland nothing. New ball is starts in the play. Al Helford, who will come on to the microphone shortly, will remember that 1945 series. He did it. The next pitch is ball three, outside and low, and Newhouse is in a flock of trouble. The base is loaded, no place to put this runner unless you want to let one score. That's what will happen if he walks it. Here's the windup. The 3 1 pitch fouled back to the screen. Thompson was swinging on that 3 and 1. Well, the swing is out. Four count of 3 and 2. It's back on third. Mueller on second and Mays on first. Newhouse tightens the cap on his head with his left hand. Here's the windup. 
The feature pitcher falls for Hine inside. Failed to break that curve. And it forces in a run. The bases are still loaded. Still nobody out. And the Giants now lead by a score of four to nothing. Run got it in for Thompson and his third walk in today's game. That brings up the right-hand batter, Monty Irvin. First pitch to Irvin is ball one too high. The run scored there by Alvin Dark is charged against Bob Lemon. Giants lead four to nothing. New out the Texas time. Here's the wind up. And the pitch. Fouled off to the right of the plate, going back into the stand. One and one the count. Now we have Mueller on third. Mays on second. Thompson on first. Fastman on the bases. The next pitch is a strike to the inside corner. Irvin pulled out of the way. It is now ball one and strike two. Batter on deck is Davey Williams. Irvin has been up twice. A double in the second inning. He struck out in the third. The count ball one and strike two. Mirazza rocks into the windup. The pitch is high for ball two. Two and two count. Try to get a fastball in there. The boy in his heyday, he really had a crusher of a fastball. He was a pitcher that really blown by a batter. All right, the pitcher pick. Irvin swings and wraps one into left field. A base hit. Miller scores. There's Mays racing around third. He comes on to score. The throw by Al Smith into the infield. Stops. Thompson at second. And here comes Al Lopez out of the Indian dugout. As two runs come home. A single into left for Monty Irvin, and the Giants lead by a score of six to nothing. Two runs batted in by the Giant left fielder. He started today's game with a zero batting average. Now has two hits and two runs batted in. All three of these runs that have scored are charged to Bob Lemon, so he has given up six runs in the four innings that he worked. The Giants lead six to nothing, and that is going to be all for Al Newhouser. Ray Narleski, a right-hander, is being called into the game. Runners on first and second with nobody out. So Newhouser had a brief stay on the mound. The Kings are just two men. So here's a no inning, nobody out. He allowed one hit, walked one man. While he was allowed no runs as yet, should either of these two men score, they will be charged to him. Ray Norleski, the hard-nosed rookie, right-hander, coming on. Holding in 89 innings during the regular season, Norleski posted a fine earned run average of 2.22. Striking out 53 batters. Taking his warm up throws now. 
Indianapolis in the American Association last year. Betty Tebbett, then manager of that ball club, and Ted Wilkes, a pitching coach, also on the roster during the season, last season, worked with him, discussed it, and recommended that he take over relief pitching choice. And under their tutelage and encouragement, Naleski came on to be one of the fine relief artists of the American Association. And they did to the Indians in spring training of this year. Runners are on first and second with nobody out. Three runs are home for the Giants. They lead by a score of six to nothing. First half of the fifth inning. Stepping into the batter's box is Davey Williams. He's 0 for 2. He bunts the first pitch. Foul down the first baseline. Out of play, strike one. Thompson on second, Monty Irvin on first. So Irvin is a much happier boy right now than he was before today's game. He's gone hitless in the first three games, lifted for a pencil. Next pitch into Williams is ball one inside. He was going to bunt, but got the ball out of the way. Even up count, ball one and strike one. Keegan, ever alert, back of the plate, came up over the throw, but the runners were holding. Thompson on second, Irvin on first. Rockfield is around toward left. Batter on deck is West Weston. Now left, he takes the stretch. The pitcher has the bunt. Push down the first base line. West is up with a turn. Turn make a third, second, a third, close to first, and Williams is out on the sacrifice. Reynolds on second and third, one out. And the batter is Weston. Sacrifice for Williams, he goes out, and the official scoring, 3-4, first baseman to second baseman covering the first. Weston, now steps into the batter's box, the infield is in tight. First pitch is ball one, too low. Thompson on third, Irvin on second. Indian infield in tight. The next pitch is swung on a fly ball going into shot right center. Westway closing the arm listening. He's ended now the runner third. Tags tags up. The throw coming in, throws the runner, and too late is the throw. Irvin moves to third on the stand of the plate as Thompson scores. Sacrifice fly for Weston, his second one today, and his second one batted in in today's game. Thompson scored the fourth grand run. Of the inning. They lead now by a score of 7 to nothing. Down the throw into the plate by Westlake. Irvin moves to third base. They're two away, and the pitcher Don Little is coming up. The Western now has three runs out of them this series. Little left hand batter swings and misses. Take one. The first six turns. Three runs in this inning of Charles Lemon and one to New Hampshire. 
Hooks swing on the ground bar to the right side of the infield. Avila charges it up with a plenty of time. The third person littles out. The side is retired. Currently pitching to the ground. Big battle, Jim. Four runs. On a total of three hits. And one man left on the bases. There were two walks in there. And going into the last half of the fifth inning, the score is New York 7, Cleveland nothing. Hey, men, there's something really special about a shaving cream shield with today's Gillette Super Speed Razor. Yes, sir? It's clean, just as clean as a shave possibly can be. And looks good for a long time, too. Yes, and it's wonderfully refreshing. But it gives you a lift when you're trying to get started in the morning or keep going in the evening. If you're not using this up to the minute, one-piece version, then you're passing up a mighty good thing. You change blades in a jiffy. A quick wrench cleans it. So you save time and you save bother. Be sure to ask for a Gillette Super Speed Razor with three-blade dispenser and travel kit. It's just one dollar. Attached is a free copy of the handy Gillette World Series record book. So you better get yours right away. That supply won't last very long. Going into the last half of the fifth inning here at Cleveland's Municipal Stadium, the Giants lead 7 to nothing. And now taking over the microphone to carry on in this ball game, over neutral and stations all over the world, is Al Helfer. Al, come on in. All right, Jimmy, it's been rough. Four and one half inning so far, as far as the Cleveland Indians are concerned. New York leading them 7 to nothing. Only one hit, having been surrendered here by Don Middle. The left-handed delivers now. The victory is swung on. There's a high fly ball hitting the straightaway center field. Willie Mills under it makes the catch. And we have out number one in the last half of inning number five. And before Wally Wesley comes up to the plate, let's pause here 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. WGM Chicago Tribune Station, serving the Middle West. Up at the plate steps Wally Wesley. The big right hand hitter takes the first pitch, fired in there by Little. It's low for ball one. Wesley came up in the second inning, his first time up to the plate today, and grounded for left side, being thrown out by shortstop Alvin Dyke. Little for Mount Carmel, Illinois. Spins the next pitch in there, fastball. Is it the means good for a call strike? One ball and one strike on Wally Wesley. The Cardinals, in case you're keeping them with the field this afternoon, are seven runs, eight hits, no errors for the Giants, and going back to our time. And for the Cleveland Indians, no runs, one hit, and two errors. Westlake, after the next pitch, cut the high fire ball after the right of the screen, coming back by the spectators and into the crowd. Strike two on Wally. One ball and two strikes. We were talking uh, yesterday about uh, a team that had won three games in the World Series. They'd won three games, they hadn't gone on to lose it. And there were several wires that come along to say that uh, that was first. We'll tell you why it isn't in a moment. Third ball to Wally Westlake to swing on. There's a high pop up off the first baseline. They're just in five territory outside of first. The catch is made by first baseman Wally Lefton. The better now is Sam Gunny. The shortstop. Cleveland stands him up in the second inning. Goes Willie Mays back in center field to take his long fly ball and big throw next to base low. We said that no team had ever lost three ball games and then uh, come back to win. That's the first three. Well, uh, 
Now, when the fans around the country started questioning the 1925 World Series, played between Washington and Pittsburgh, the first pitch to Denny is low for ball one. But if uh, you'll go back to the World Series record book, published by Gillette, you'll find it to uh, be true. The coach threw a single under Denny's power back to the track, and the one and one. In that World Series, Pittsburgh took the second ball game. Aldridge beating Kovaleski.
Coming up to the plate right now. He has no batting percentage. He is 0 for 5 in three games. Swings on the first pitch and fouls it back to the screen. That's like John. Down the bullpen. Got left-handed Don Murphy warming up. Looks as though he's coming on. The pitch in the top half of the second for Cleveland. Indians 
Well, this one's just not in. He's a great man with a bat. He's a good guy to know, too, dude. When I asked him about Shorty, he said to me, Oh, if you want real easy, sir, if it looks right and feel right, you can forget about any loser but the one piece you left. That's a mighty sort of man, that dude. This is Tony Cummins has just been announced here at the Mr. Stadium. 78,102. 78,102 paid here this afternoon. For the four games in the series, the attendance has reached 261,507. Brian Murphy comes in to pitch for the... Cleveland Indians now. Don Marcy, the rookie left-hander. Don Marcy from Redwood City, California. 6,190 pounds. As far as working in this series is concerned, Don Marcy has appeared in two ball games. He's took two innings. He's given up two hits. Struck out one man. Coming up to the third half of the New York Giants, Brady Luckman. It's a seven-foot ball game. It's very suddenly Cleveland exploded. In the last half of the fifth inning, when the two down, two errors were committed by the New York Giants, allowing two men to get on, and then Hank Majewski came up to hit for an hour lefty and cracked a home run over the left field wall. Now Marcy's ready. Pitchers see how he locked in his screens and foul pitches, beating it down into the ground for strike one. John Murphy, and he's pitched in the sixth inning. It's not his ball game as it now stands, but it could be. And Luckman pulls the bump down the first baseline. Big Lloyd has it. And just as Jeffy Luckman goes to first base, he's got Big Lloyd reaches out, tags him on the uniform block, where it says New York. And that's all for Luckman. Well, he tried to drag one down the first baseline and did, but he pushed it too far. So we have one out here in the top of the sixth inning, and the batter coming up is Alvin Dark. Had two base hits in three times, two singles to left field. Drives into a curve, that one doesn't offer, takes the pitch over for a strike. Other Arizona, one strike to count on Alvin Dark, one out, nobody on, top of the six. Giants out in front, seven to three, and the Cleveland Indians bitterly battling here this afternoon. Marcy Drew to the curve, and Dark hooks the third right field, and he goes foul. Just for a brief minute here this afternoon, he rolled back 11 years. As Jimmy Dudley told you, Hal Newhouser came on the set. And I can remember very vividly seeing Hal Newhouser win two ball games and lose one against the Chicago Cubs back in 1945. He wrote to deliver now to Alvin Dark. Swing on, there's a bounding ball, hit back to first base, but first up with it, races to first, starts on first. And that's all for Alvin Dark. The two Giants fight the dust here in the top half of any number six. And back there 11 years ago. That's quite 11 years ago. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Nine years ago, 1945 World Series. A fellow by the name of Bill Slater, very well known in the sports trade. Had the pleasure of working that World Series with Bill. For the last several years, Bill has been greatly ill. And I understand he's recuperating down in Florida. And we sincerely hope that he might be listening in today. John Mueller, old man, breaks up at the plate. Swings on the first pitch. Stopped by Matthews. Hits the right back to the nine. Matthews got a pass. The first just in time. And Mueller is out. Now it's Brian Eyelash. 
Ribbon seems to be perking up here. It's now to move down in order here. And the sixth inning by Marshall without getting the ball out of the infield. Well, it's nothing fast for the Giants in. Perhaps the sixth inning. And we'll move into the last half of the sixth. Score at the end of five and one half innings of play remains. New York seven. The Cleveland Indians three. Well, you know, that attendance of seven years past... Should give us a record share to go to the ball players this year. You'll find shares in the past years in the Select World Series record book. Two million copies of last year's book were enough to go around, friends, and well, has this year's edition moving out? It certainly is. That figures because this handy reference will get you a lot more fun out of baseball. It has a score of every World Series game, winning pitchers, all time records of every player. Diagrams and dimensions and fitting arrangements of every part. This year's player rosters and basic rules, scoring instructions, and well, that's about everything. Besides, you'll have super speed racers set for just one dollar, the regular price. The bigger and better 1944 edition of the Dress World Series book is attached and doesn't cost you a red cent. The last half of the sixth inning, Bobby Avila. The Hudson Tower of Veracruz comes up to the plate here for the Cleveland Indians. And of course, anticipating that perhaps the Cleveland Indians have snapped out of their lethargy, the fans start the last half of the sixth inning with Bobby Avila coming up with a round of applause. Little ties the first pitch to Avila and gets it over at the waist for a called strike. Avila is over two this afternoon. He is two for 13 for the entire series. Two hits for 13 at bat. Bobby batting right handed, standing just off the plate. Holds up that way down to the knob. Little swings the pitch in, and the villa swings on it. There's a high fly ball hanging from the field. Willie Mays, after he's left the tender, great for it to come down. He's got it. There it is, out number one. One out in the bottom of the sixth inning. The batter coming up to the plate is Larry Doby. Ryan Cleveland here for a long time. He was known as a fence buster. Doby this year led the home run, led the back up in home runs, runs out of in. So far in the series, Doby has had. Two base hits for 14 times at bat. Little throws the fastball to him and picks up the knees on the outside corner for a third set. Doby has struck out a third with four times and walked twice. Larry levels that bat off, left hand hitter, bends it to me. Little bit for him, puts a swing on, there's a bounding ball hit right of the mound. Little is off, field ties the first, and Doby is out. The Indians quickly have two men away here in the bottom of the sixth inning. The batter coming up is Rosen. Flip hasn't hit a ball out of the infield in two times up. He was thrown out in the second inning by second baseman Davey Williams. And in the fourth inning, he was hard to side by grinding the short spot out of the Rosen playing despite a bad time, I think. Flip that back to flip in. Little throws up a big curveball in the tie, right off the peak of the cap, the ball one. Just left. Just left him here, but very well here for the Giants in this World Series. Comes the sign out to Little. Down is ready. Goes over his head, kicks, throws the fastball, and Rose Natchez sends one hopper down to third. Thompson's got it, fires over the first base, low into the dirt. Roger Lock comes up with it, throws out number three. Well, Rosen downs out from third to first, three side to side. 
Nothing across with the Cleveland in the last half of the sixth inning. And the score at the end of six full innings to play. There's New York seven and the Cleveland Indians three. Well, if the Indians can come back and take today's game, their all-time World Series record will be 10-1 and 7 lots for a percentage of 588. So that is topped by the Yankees, who have won 71 and lost 35 for a percentage of 670. Well, that's in the Glut World Series record book. Don't you cut me on that now.
The one-two delivery. Fastball. Swung on. Bounced down off the rubber. Home play. The bounding ball to Bobby Avila. He comes in. Can't pick it up. Picks the ball away from himself. And there's Thompson going to first to hold on. That'll go as a base hit. Bobby Avila coming in. Tried to scoop it. It was one of those do-or-you-don't plays, and Bobby wasn't quite able to make it. It'll go as a base hit. So Thompson's on. That's the first hit given up by Murphy. That'll be hit number nine for the Giants. Gillette Blue Blades are made to fit your razor to a 
with used bed compartments are 20 for 98 cents, 10 for 49 cents. Now to the last half, the seventh inning. The coach standing in. Left-hand hitter takes a curve from southpaw down middle, and it's good at the knees for called strike one. Work has one of the two hits. The Cleveland uh, back to pick up the captain home. Both of them have the next base blows that little. Work swings on the next pitch and sends a foul right up over our microphone. Strike two, and uh, while we get a new ball in play down there, let's pause here 10 seconds for station identification. This is Mutual, the radio network for all Americans. WGM, the Chicago Tribune Station, serving the Middle West. Right back to the diamond here at Municipal Stadium in Cleveland. Nick Rhodes has one for two this afternoon, a double to right center. That's the one in the second inning. We fly the center in the first. Little works for him and two. Throws the ball behind him. And behind his head. Weston leaps out to keep it from going through. And that's all one on Works. Works will be followed by Wally Westlake and then by Sean Denny. Little perspiring down there in the mound. Shoulders will be gray uniform. Saturated. Little fellow gives you the impression he's uh, well a bullet. Takes time, steps back to the drive hand. Seven to three in favor of the Giants. Now a little kicks and throws. Works looks at a curveball. It stays high right off the corner of the chin. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Last half of the seventh inning. Time is growing short. Okay, Knows it any better than the fellow down there wearing those white home uniforms. The 2-2 pitch, an overhand curve to which just high above the letter. Around the bullpen, Leo DeRosa has left-handed Johnny Antonelli, who has won a ball game in this series, and Hoyt uh, Wilhelm, who we need to yesterday. Both warm and ready in case Little should stumble here in the late stages. John Little from Mount Carmel, Illinois, ready to make his 3-2 pitch here to Vic Wirtz, the York Pennsylvania boy. In a drive, fastball, swung on, jumps out in the center field, that's in there for the base hit. Wirtz is on. Wirtz the line shot single into center field. Okay, for Victor Wirtz, that's his eighth base hit. Eighth base hit, and uh, 15 times up. Up his batting percentage by dividing uh, 15 into 8.0. You'll have it. Well, Westlake coming up. He's over two. As the Indians are trying to surge back in this one. That's the third hit off Little. It's the plate to Westlake. is taken and it's lost him. It's over for a strike. Until today, John Little had pitched only one third of an inning in the World Series, pitched that in relief. Couple of those back over Polo Grounds. Texas runner at first delivers the plate. Westlake takes the fastball under the knees. That's ball one. One ball and one strike. 
left leg can be followed by Denny. Woods has opened the seventh with a finger in the center. Without authority, he was hit. Left leg swings on the next pitch and trickles one out to the left of the plate foul. Two balls, two strikes, and left leg.
this is just something a little bit ahead of everybody, but if the Indians can do anything here in this ball game, about time it up or uh, one of perhaps the next innings. Rick Woods at second base right now may get a couple of chances to tie Ruth's record of ten hits in four games. Woods right now has eight. Ruth established that record back in 1928 in the World Series. Rudy Regalado batting for Don Mutt. Rudy hitting right-handed. Standing just off the plate and time is fall as he backs away from there. Decides a little as second glass and takes too much time. Regalado has 0-0-0 for batting percentage as he takes the first pick high and tied the ball one. Season to first and second. Two down, last half of the seven. Seven to three in favor of the Giants. Season, making a bid. Now the 1 0 pitch by Don Little. An overhand fastball taken on the outside corner, knee high first strike. One ball, one strike on pinch batter Rudy Regalado. Woods ready to set sail at second. He can ready to step out the first. Regalado leans over. Little comes in with a fastball. Tom, the great back to the middle in the center field for a base hit. Woods coming around third. Willie May still goes to third. There goes Hegan into third. And we have one as the first and third on the run score. Good 
coming on to make his second appearance in the 1964 World Series. They came on in yesterday's ball game after Gomez had gone seven and one third innings and finished it out. New York winning the ball game six to two. Now it's Wilhelm coming on to try to save this one for the Giants and for the starting pitcher Don Little. And it looks as though Pope is going to come up and do a little batting here for the Cleveland Indians. Here's Dr. Smith. There is Pope. left-hand hitter coming on to bat for Al Smith, a right-hander. Smith may stay in the ball game to play out in left field, or we may have a realignment of the outfield position for Cleveland. Well, let's see. It's a 7-4 ball game, and the guy stepping up to the plate set represents the tying run for Cleveland. Hagan is at third. Regalado, who singles back through the middle to drive in the run, is himself at first, a pretty good runner. Well, this middle left-handed Dave Soap is coming up now. Let's see what happens with him with two down and two on. Last half of the seventh inning. Cleveland making their move in the seventh, trying to do the same thing they did in the fifth inning. The reason for Soap being sent in, this spring, Dave Soap hit Hurt Wilhelm pretty well in the spring exhibition game. Jimmy Dudley rubs his hands together. He's on his home ground here, and he's waiting to see what folks are going to do, and I know there are thousands of Cleveland fans doing the same. A lot of the giant fans all over the country have their fingers crossed right now. Well, let's see what happens. It's like Wilhelm is relieved. Don Little, the knuckleballing right-hander, gets set, checks his runners at first and second, looks down at Pope, the pinch batter, delivers to him, the buckler, in the top side, way outside, and Westrum almost had the ball get away from him. But this guy, Westrum, is very adept at catching the knuckleballs of Hurt Wilhelm. Well, we've got a pretty tense situation here in the last half of the seventh inning. He's proven the sword one time. Wilhelm delivers the left wrist high under the chin. That's ball two. Two balls on both sides. While a ball is retrieved out in right field, got away from the bullpen crew working for Cleveland. Garcia is still throwing down there for Cleveland. So it will be he coming on here for Cleveland in the top of the eighth inning. Mike Wilhelm with runners at first and third. Second is open. Delivers to Pope. The knuckleball. Hunt style up to the left of us now. And it comes almost into the broadcasting booth. Two balls, one strike on Pope. He tried to hold up on his swing that time, but it gone too far around, so it followed through and takes the ball foul. Two balls, one strike. Wilhelm, the row of number 49, a visit to the Rosenberg. Sure, he's first young fellow steps up, takes his time from Weston, checks his runners. He can step that forward. Take a lot of off first. Down comes the pitch, and the ball swung on, and again, punch foul. This one off the third baseline, way back into the second tier out of play. That rides with two balls and two strikes on Dave Pope batting for Al Smith, the leadoff man for Cleveland. Regalado batted from Murphy and hammered a run in by ripping the finger right back through the middle. A little gave up four runs and five hits. He's responsible for the two men on right now. That's Wilhelm trying to stem the tide. Get out the fire. Two two six now to Dave Pope, a left hand hitter. Then it rides, the knuckleball, swung on the punch foul again. This one down the left field line. That goes into the crowd out of play. That plays a two and two. So, Pope, following him off, he's giving Wilhelm a workout. 
Russian batter's box. Wilhelm sets his runner, goes to the top of the stretch. Comes down, hesitates, kicks and throws. Rock the ball, throw on the goal, back to the ground. Wilhelm has a pass to first base, so Waddy Rockman focuses out on the inning result. So Wilhelm comes on here to get the last out of Gordon Dunning. At the ending, Waddy back, picking up one run. And three base hits. There were no errors, and two men were left on. Well, the score here at the end of seven full innings of play. The now the New York Giants seven, and the Cleveland Indians four. That's right. We've been seeing these two teams go out of hammer and tongs. Here at the Municipal Stadium, 78,102 folks have come in here to see the excitement we've been telling you about. And Cleveland Stadium here is one of the few perfectly proportioned ballparks in the majors. Quite a field here. In the Gillette World Series record book, you see that a home run has to travel just as far and just as high to clear any fence in right field or right center as one in a comparable direction in left field or left center. And there have been many people saying that that uh, should be in all ballparks. And if that be true, then the record should be much more even. Well, uh, there has been a great move in that direction. The ballpark here is a very fine one, so here's the White Sox spot at Chicago. The one down in Baltimore is going to be a ballpark that will have uh, dimensions. I'll talk about uh, the same. Now, Dave has gone into left field as we expected he would, and Garcia has come on the pitch for the Cleveland Indians here in the eighth inning. So it's Garcia on the mound. That's the right-hander. Lost yesterday's ball game, so he's 0 for 1. No wins, one loss in the World Series up to now. As I see it comes on, and Dave Pope remains out in left field. Came on the back of Smith. And the first man to come up here in the eighth inning for the New York Giants will be Dave Williams. So we move into the top of the eighth inning with the Giants leading 7 to 4. They'll have seven runs on nine hits. That committed two errors. And for the Indians, four runs on five hits. They have also two errors. Maybe Williams still looking for his first World Series base hit. He's over 11. Talked about successfully his last time out. That was in fifth inning. Comes on, the right-handed batter from Dallas. Brings back from Garcia's fastball and takes it off the hit and drive for ball one. Garcia, going around the trade is the big bear. Kicks and throws. Another fastball. Williams cuts the foul off to the right of the plate. Way back up into the second tier. One ball and one strike. Top of inning number eight. Giants out in front of three runs. Trying to wind this one up. Garcia throws an overhand curve. It's in there for strikes, and the count is one and two on Williams. One ball and two strikes. Westman is on deck to go next. Followed by the pitcher Wilhelm. Garcia throws, gets his curve in there low, that's ball two. Garcia pumps, kicks, throws to two, fastball inside off the knees. Williams cut back, takes all three. Third first count on Williams, it's three balls and two strikes. Out of the eighth inning, the first man up for the Giants. Garcia crawling away out there at the end end. Big shot, Hagan. 
Three-two pitch to plate. Overhand curve. Swung on by Williams. There's a long drive deep in the left field. It's curving, and it goes foul into the seat. Just misses in the home run for David Williams. Tagged that ball pretty well. That's about as close as he'll ever come to making a home run, and not actually get it. You see the kid's shoulder sort of sag when that ball curves foul down at the 320-foot drive. Davey hasn't hit too many home runs this year. Actually, he's battled that stick all year long. His batting percentage hasn't been anywhere near where he or the John Cricket should be. But he's uh, grimly stuck to it all year long. That would have been a great shot in the arm for the kid had that ball gone in. Well, it didn't quite make it. Great to pitch now by Garcia. An overhand fastball taken by Williams. Wayne Clapp for ball four. So Williams gets some compensation by drawing the walk. Up Garcia, the first base on ball. Fifth base on balls given up here. Two when he got down. And Weston comes on. He sent a sacrifice fly to right field in the second inning. He's credited with batting in a run. Struck out in the fourth. Sacrifice fly to right field in the fifth. He's right in his second run. So he's driven in a pair today. And has gone 0 for 1 action. Struck out in the fourth inning. Weston can give that ball quite a ride, too. Going to throw the ball. Still got batters brought. Right there. Fire to him. And... Expecting the bunt, the infield comes charging in. Just a chance on it. It's too close up against the uniform blouse. That's ball one. They've got a jet up overhead here. He's really going through a lot of tricks and attics. Now it's that. Weston scores off the bunt. Those puts the bunt down the first base line. Works plays it. His only play is back to Avila covering at first base. And Williams has been sacrificed down the second. So, Weston, bunts and sacrifices successfully. Worth handling, Avila taking at first base. Well, it's a 3 4 foot out if you're uh, going with it. William Crown scoring position second, and the batter coming up is Cord Wilhelm. Up for his first half bat, he came in and pitched one third of the seventh inning. Worth moving up to the plate. He's not a great shake as a batsman. But he'll stand up there and wave at him anyway. If you're looking uh, into the last half of the eighth inning, I'd like to know who's coming up to Cleveland. It'll be Avila, Doby, and Rosen. In that order, anybody else needed, it'll be Vic Worth. I know uh, many times sitting in the ballpark, folks like to look at the programs and see who's going to come up the next inning. Now, Gussie ready. Close to Wilhelm, who swings on the first pitch and dribbles a foul off to the left of the plate, beating it down into the ground. That's the second one. Seven runs, nine hits for the Giants. Three Indians, four runs, five hits. Seven, four. Now the set. Garcia overhands the pitch. Tough ball. Five, two at the knees to Wilhelm for a strike. At the second one. Now they're going through. Garcia checks his runner back at second. Delivers the plate. Puts a swing on by Wilhelm and makes That's the pass ball. Well, Wilhelm goes down, striking out for Garcia. That's the second out here in the inning. Garcia has walked a man, struck a man out. Batter coming up is Whitey Lockman, hitting left-handed. Starting the fifth batting around for New York. Whitey hasn't hit a ball out of the infield today. He's called out on strikes in the first inning, tapped back to Wirtz in the third, and was thrown out to the pitcher covering. It was the reverse when he came up in the fourth inning. He hit a smash back to the mound and was thrown out by the pitcher, and then in the sixth inning rolled to Victor Wirtz for the first out for six. Whitey choking up on the bat handle, steps in. Garcia checks Williams back at second. 
Big ball chested right-hander delivers. There's a curve inside and low. Right into the dirt. Higgins comes up with a nice That's ball one. The most sacrifice hits in a game held by Joe Tinker of Chicago in the National League in 1906. And uh, Wes Western is uh, credited with three here this afternoon. Two sacrifice flies to right and a sacrifice. So I imagine that that will tie that up. The pitch to Whitey Lockman is over but low, and this time is two balls, no strikes. Of course, you know, the sacrifice fly just came back into existence. And it has to be figured along, I would imagine, with the tabulation of a sacrifice. So Western has three. That will tie Tinker. Overhand pitch is swung on by Lockman and hit foul. Off to the left of the plate. Up into the second tier out of play. Somebody fumbled that one and drops back down the lower deck. One strike count on Lockman. Two down. Davey Williams still at second. In comes the pitch. Lockman takes it low. That's ball three. Three and one. Williams driving away from second now, waiting for Garcia to wheel that next pitch up to Lockman. Garcia settles. Looks at his runner, then delivers the plate, an overhand curve. Lockman swings on it, hits a high fly ball to deep right field. Wally Westlake back on the send to track under it, makes the catch to a tie the side. Well, that's all here in the eighth inning for the Giants. No runs, no hits. There were no Cleveland errors. One man, the sixth man, to be left on to the Giants and going about eight times. So the score at the end of seven and one half innings of play. It's New York seven and Cleveland four. Only one way to get crisp, invigorating shaves that look fresh and feel that way, too, is with shaving cream and a Gillette razor. Now, that's why nine million Gillette razors were bought last year in these United States alone. Just think of it. That means one for every six men who shave. Enough for the million or more young men who begin shaving each year, plus the men who discard other razors that don't give the comfort and convenience of the modern Gillette Super Speed. To pick you up and make you look on top, you can't match a Gillette shave. Buy one of these Gillette Super Speed razor that shaves so easily, changes blades so quickly, and cleans simply by rinsing. Complete with blue blade dispenser and styrene travel case, it's one dollar. And hold everything. With it, you'll get the new Gillette World Series record book, free. Now to the last half of any number eight here. Cleveland has a total of just six more outs remaining. Do something about a three-run deficit. And as we told you, the last half of the eighth inning, we'll find Bobby Avila, Larry Doby, and Al Rosen coming up in that order. Whitewell Helm has his work cut out for him. He's to hold this one. And a round of applause for Bobby Avila as he steps up to the plate. The folks here at Cleveland trying to get something started and cooked up. Wilhelm, the knuckleballer, delivers, and there is that nut there. It's high inside to Avila for ball one. There's the fastball. Fired across at the waist for a call strike. And a wind kicking up now from behind left center field, blowing right across the diamond, out behind first. So to poke it into that breeze, you're going to have to hit the ball pretty stiffly. 
Adelina, 0 for 3 this afternoon. Wilhelm delivers, there's the knuckler. Adelina runs up, drops the bunt, takes the pitch in the country, and it's in there anyway. Strike two. One ball, two strikes on Avila. Joby on deck to follow. Ed Grissom down in the bullpen, along with Johnny Antonelli, going for the Giants in case Wilhelm should have trouble. Right pitches one and two. Curveball, a swing on, and misses this away from West Western. He comes back to the screen, picks up, and throws. The first place for Avila is there. There's the first of swinging on a wild one. On the third strike. And, of course, it's going to be charged to the pitcher. An arrow will be charged to the pitcher to throw it out in a while. Just one of the workouts. Well, there's one to rip right through the broadcasting group. 
Didn't hit you, did it, Jimmy? How about you? Did you all right? Okay, fellas? Well, I thought sure it hit somebody. Look right through the broadcasting booth. Almost hit our statistician, Frank Zuzalo, in the face. Two-two pitch now. Coming up. Larry Doby. Wilhelm Reddy checks his runner. Throws over first base to keep Avila close. Bobby was running on that last three-two delivery. Shows the crew up here in the broadcasting booth running. The pitch, throw the breaks, pitch swing on there. The line drive deep in the center field. Willie Mays back is under it, makes his throw all the way to first base. And Avila has to hurry back. Adobe lines out to Willie Mays in center for out number one here in the eighth inning. Still have a base runner. Spalgren moving rather slowly now. Just a little under two and a half hours old. You know, the fastest series game in history was played by the Tigers and the Cubs back in 1908. It lasted just an hour and 25 minutes. The team's records like this, as well as all the important individual series records, the handiest source I know is, well, is where I got this one. In the Gillette World Series record book. Pitch to Flip Rosen. He does. The right-hand hitter takes the curve inside under the chin for ball one. Now Rosen, who hasn't cracked the ball out of the infield this afternoon, he's gone over three. Runner first, one out, last half of the eighth. Seven to four in favor of New York. Knuckle ball swung on the Rosen, hammered into left center field, sent out for the base hit. Bobby Avila, fast second, he's on his way, coming into third. Willie Mays up on the ball, throws in. Avila slides, he's safe at third. Rosen has singles.
Johnny Antonelli's fastball pitcher. He's got a good curve and a good slider. Weston has been down there catching the knuckleballs of Hope Wilhelm. Well, Jimmy Dudley, you said before uh, this ball game started that we can expect a lot of fireworks. I guess you're absolutely right. WGN, your exclusive World Series station in Chicago. Nick Ward standing just outside of batter's box while Antonelli throws his warm-up pitches. Gets field to mound. Things are sort of broken loose here for Cleveland in the fifth and the seventh. They scored three times in the fifth, once in the seventh, and the bidding hitter score again in the eighth. Of course, coming up there is one home run for the Cleveland Indians in the series. The series which they have picked up uh, three. And now, with anticipation, the fans here begin the applause for Victor Woods. He represents a tying run for Cleveland. Al Rosen on at first. Javier Avila at third with one out and second open. Is seven to four in favor of the Giants. The Indians make it to come right down to the wire. Woods has eight base hits in this series. He can get his ninth right now. Ten is a record of base hits in a four-game series. Woods has to go more than four now. Down comes the pitch towards the fastball off the shoulder inside. Strikes on Woods. Woods has three runs batted in. Majeski has three runs batted in. So they're tied in the RBI department in this series for Cleveland. Matt Melietti wears back and deals off the fastball. So I missed by Woods for a strike. One ball and one strike as Antonelli goes to the fastball. Now we've got John McCall, the left hand in the bullpen, and Mark Grissom, the right hander for the Giants. First and third to Cleveland here in the last of the eighth. One out. Bigwood's up there. This afternoon, he's two for three. Double in the single. Curveball to him is over nicely for his strike. Half Nelly took his good old time and poured in the change-up curve. One ball and two strikes. Well, sir, this is going to be one we'll long remember. Well, so which way the cat jumps in this one? Ball games in this series have really been exciting. That another sets, delivers a big curveball, goes swings and misses for strike three. That's the big out. That another comes on, strike out Victor Woods. That's the third strikeout against Cleveland. The batter coming up now is Waller Westlake. Steps out in front of the plate and shots words of encouragement to John Rapnello. Avila standing at third base, ready to step off now. Daddy Lachlan goes back to his fielding depth and allows Al Rosen to take his lead at first. And now he settles down into position, checks his runners. Here's the pitch into the plate, and Westlake takes it low and outside for ball one. Last half of the eighth inning, Cleveland. Two men on, two down. 
score 7-4 in favor of the New York Giants. They're trying to sweep this series in four. That nearly sets. Kicks. Throws a lot of curveball. Slam foul down the third baseline. Westlake's cop. One ball and one strike. Westlake, a big right-hand hitter. Feet wide, spread apart. Stands about three-quarters deep at the plate. Pretty much close up on it. Nelly asks Westrom for the sign again and gets it. Avila taking a slight lead at third. Now lengthens that lead. Throws it first. Nelly pitches fastball. Swung on and hit foul. Goes right back into the stands. Down on Westlake is a ball and two strikes. Score seven to four in favor of the Giants. Seventy-eight thousand, hundred and two pair of eyes looking on here this afternoon. Waiting to see what Johnny Appelli's going to do. Waiting to see what Wally Westlake's going to do. Johnny checks his runners, delivers one and two, a curve over for twelve strike three. That had Westlake all tied up. So Westlake is called out on strikes. That retires aside here in the eighth, no runs. There was one base hit. There was one error. There were two men left on. The score at the end of 8 4 and he's a play now. It's New York 7 and Cleveland 4. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp and listen, listen. How are you fixed for play? Do you have planning? How are you fixed for play? You better check. Please make sure you have enough. Cause the worn out blade makes shaving mighty tough. How are you fixed for play? Better look to let the blade we need. It's to the top of the ninth inning. And the first man up for the Giants will be Alvin Dark. We'll have Mueller and then Mays following in that order. Well, just a minute ago, we were talking with Jimmy Dudley. And we were asking him some questions about uh, what he could expect in the last portion of the ball game. Did he expect fireworks? And what did Jimmy Dudley tell us? Well, uh, Big Al, I thought you had it there for a while. Those fireworks were in the making, but all of a sudden that Antonelli came on. And you know something he did today, just what he did the other day. Against the Indians, he had two men to stop in the lineup. Those two men were Dobie and Wirtz, the two tough, long ball-hitting left-handers. And he turned in the trick again today. And yet, as so many people have said all over the world, they're probably still saying it, a ball game is never over until the last man is out. And there's three more outs to go for both teams. Well, that's right, Jim, and uh, the Giants are sending up now in the ninth inning Alvin Dark, John Mueller, and Willie Mays, and if anyone else is needed, Thompson. Alvin Dark has had two for four here this afternoon, two singles to left field, and he's facing Mike Garcia. Yesterday, he got a single off Mike in the third inning, hit the left center field. Hit one for two off Mike yesterday. See how he fares today with the big right-hander. Mike, who came on in relief in the ball game. Comes down with the first pitch, and it's swung on. There's a line drive into center field. Good for a base hit. Oh, Dark is on. This is Alvin Dark's 16th World Series game, as Jimmy Dudley has already told you. 
By the way, uh, talking about World Series games, a guy we all know pretty well, Jolton Joe DiMaggio, appeared in 51 World Series games. That's an all-time record. That even tops the great Babe Ruth by 10 games and Lou Gehrig by 17. Mike Garcia, pitching now to Don Mueller, who squares off, bunts the ball back to the mound. Garcia has it, flips it over to Bobby Avila, the second baseman covering it first. And Doc has been, sing- has been sacrificed on down. So we have one giant out here in the ninth innings. They're playing for an insurance run. May's coming up to the plate. And, sir, you can find every player's World Series record in the new Gillette World Series record book. Mays moving in. He has one hit in three times, a double. Swings on this pitch and hits a one-hopper to Bobby Avila. The play goes over to first base to Vic Wirtz as Alvin Dark moves on over to third. So we have the second out here. Hitting number nine. Giants up at bat. Hank Thompson coming up to the plate. Thompson, who has walked a total of seven times. Had one base hit, a scratch hit in the seventh inning, second base. Thompson hitting left-handed. Garcia over his head, pumps, throws the fastball. There's another bounding ball. This one hit down to second. Avila has it on the second up, throws to first, and the inning is over. Well, for the Giants, they have Alvin Dark open with a single to center, but he goes to third and gets no farther. No runs, one hit. The Giants had one man left on. That was their seventh left on here this afternoon. And there were no Cleveland errors. So the score at the end of eight and one-half innings of play. It's New York 7 and Cleveland 4. Oh, and the last man is out here in this ball game. Bill Corum, one of the nation's number one sports columnists, will make a mad dive for the press box to get up here to the broadcasting booth. He'll be primed with the expert's view of the game, not only his own, but that of the other top newspaper guys. You'll get a new picture of the game when you hear him. Stay tuned now for Bill Corum, will you? Johnny Antonelli comes out. Just a little note we'd like to pass on to you. The most men left on bases, the record that is, in World Series play for a four-game series, 64 men left on by both teams. That was the Yankees and the Cubs in 1932. And these two teams here playing in this World Series have already tied that one. The last half of the ninth inning, Sam Denny is going to be the first man up for Cleveland. They have four runs on six base hits and two errors. Four, six, two for Cleveland. Let's see, they've left one, two, three, four, five men so far. Five men have been left on. The Giants have stranded seven. First pitch by Johnny Antonelli to Sam Denny. It's a fastball. It's outside for ball one. Seven runs, ten hits, three errors for New York. Seven left. Next pitch by Antonelli is a lot of fastball. It's high for ball two, and Denny's count now is two balls, no strikes. Last half of the ninth inning. Denny, Hegan, and probably a pinch batter for Garcia. In comes the pitch to Denny. Antonelli's fastball is good at the knees for a strike. And 
Miller tries again, and Dempsey strides into another pass ball. Makes it half a ball, three. Three balls, one strike. West Western takes his sign from the dugout, relays it on out to Antonelli. Gets down, pops the mid up as a target. Adnelli starts his pumping motion for the 3-1 pitch. Rares back, deals it off. Fastball outside for ball four. So Sam Denny opens the ninth with a walk. Off Antonelli, that's the first base on balls. And strangely enough, only the second. The Indians have picked up here this afternoon. Batter, Jim Hagan. Leo DeRocher calls for time. Comes out, wants to talk to his catcher. Not his pitcher. He wants to talk to uh, Wes Westrum. Wes has caught uh, the entire series. Andrew Osher standing in the uh, circle just off the left home plate. Bumping her gums together and cooking up a little strategy for Jim Hegan and the Indians. Sam Denny opened the ninth with a walk. Hegan coming up there. Hegan himself walked in the third. Was a base runner in the fifth on an error. And single to left in the seventh. So he's had one for two today. Super 12, all told in the series. An overhand fastball to Jim was poured right through off the fist. Good first strike. No balls, one strike. It's a count on Jim Hagan. Right down to the last three outs for Cleveland. The stands are really running through the hourglass now. An overhand line up pitch is swung on. A puck foul off to the right of the plate. There comes Waddy Luckman in. He calls for it, and Western falls away and allows Luckman to come all the way down from first to make the catch and foul territory. Of course, Denny holds on at first. Comes a little number, a little pop foul off to the right of the plate. Western would have had a tough time with that one. Waddy Luckman had to jump on the ball and run it on through. Well, we're going to have a pinch batter now for Garcia. Dave Philly. He's a switcher. Batting here in the ninth inning for Mike Garcia. One out, one on. Score seven to four in favor of the New York Giants. They have seven runs on ten hits, three errors. The Indians, four runs, six hits. They have two errors. Giants trying to sweep it in four. Memory serves me rightly, Mr. Corum told us before this series started to look out for something like this. There's a fastball. Fired to Philly, hitting right-handed, and he swings on it and doesn't get it. Dave Philly, standing just off the plate. Keeps his feet pretty much together. Pat Nelly, very careful with his delivery. Looks at Denny at first. Delivers a lot of pitch to the plate. Philly swings and misses for strike two. Dave was going to hit that one clear out into Lake Erie. Sam Daddy is not being held on at first base by Wiley Lockman. So the result is that Sam can take a pretty good lead. We'd like to say once again, here's we have them when we have the opportunity that the umpires that have been assigned here have done a magnificent job in calling the plays in this series. Now the 0-2 delivery, an overhand fastball off the face. A little high for ball one, one ball and two strikes. Set. 
Matt Nelly checks his runner, Denny. Delivers the play, the fastball. Finley swings and misses for strike three. And that's all for Dave. Pinch batting for Garcia. Matt Nelly, strikeout number two. And the fourth man to go down in the Cleveland uh, batting order by strikeout. Dave Pope. Who batted in the seventh inning for Al Smith and stayed on the play in left field in the eighth. Maybe lifted Dale Mitchell. Yes, he is. Dale Mitchell was coming on to bat here in the ninth inning. comes on to bat for Pope, who batted for Smith in the seventh. The attendance, as we told you here, 78,102 has boosted the total. The board down to uh, 161,507. A pass was directed to establish 1927. That record then was 201,705 between Pittsburgh and the New York Yankees back in 1927. Now, Aunt Nelly, the pitch to Dale Mitchell. He swings on the first pitch to Dale and punches a foul. That off to the left of our broadcasting booth right up over our Gillette microphone. No balls, one strike on Dale Mitchell. Last half of the ninth inning. One on, two out. So it's come right down to the last out. 1954 World Series drawing rapidly to a conclusion. Right here at Municipal Stadium in Cleveland. And now he said, Brothers, a curve taken by Mitchell over for a strike. I suspect him when that was a great big jig handle curve. Mitchell fell away from it and slipped right over. Well, one of the nice guys in business out of Oklahoma City. Standing in. Ready for the road to pitch. Gentry leads away from first. 7-4 score, Giants. Matt Nelly pitches. High on the inside. The count is one ball, two strikes. Mitchell. Batting for post. Matt Nelly trying to close it out and pick the win up for a little. If it should end this way, Lemon will be charged with a second loss to the 54 series. Lemon, Newhouser, Nileski, Martin, Garcia have all worked. Tied on curveball is swung on and popped down the third baseline. Hank Thompson comes over and fouls territory, grabs the ball, and the Giants are the world champions of 1954. That's it. It's all over. Johnny Antonelli does it. And there are they, Marvin, West Western, and Johnny Antonelli right now. Well, the final score, the New York Giants, seven runs, ten hits, three errors. The Cleveland Indians, four runs, six hits, two errors. The winning pitcher is John Little. The losing pitcher is Bob Lemon. Now, in just a moment, Bill Coram will review the highlights of today's game for you. That's Viv. V-I-V. New Viv lipstick by Tony. Yes, because Viv is a new kind of lipstick. Never before a lipstick so red. No, never before a lipstick so red in six vivid red shades, from pink to plum. One shade is redder than a fire engine. Another is redder than a rose. Each new shade is more vivid than reds have ever been before because they have a new depth of color. This makes you look so wonderful. It makes you look and feel so vividly alive. This makes you look so wonderful. Viv stays on, yet keeps your lips soft, moist, and smooth. Because Viv is the comfortable, long-lasting lipstick. See what Viv, the really vivid lipstick, can do for you. Viv makes you look so wonderful. Viv, new Viv lipstick by Tony. Well, the Giants did with a first, didn't they? For the first time, 
since the 1914 Miracle Braves against the Athletics, and the second time in World Series baseball history, the National League team has won a World Series in four straight games. There's been a couple of games the series where it was four nothing in a tie, one won by the American League and one by the National. No, maybe both by the National, but it doesn't matter. This is the second team ever they sweep four, and that was way back in 1914 when the Braves did it. This is a good ball team, if not a great one in this World Series. Fine pitching. How about that little 23-year-old kid from Massachusetts named uh, Johnny Antonelli, who walked out there in the finish when trouble brewed, and they had to hold that lead that they had built up in the early innings to one point to seven to nothing, and struck out three men in the last two innings. The Cubans. Jason in the eighth and one in the ninth, and then finally an easy pop up to Hank Thompson to send the Giants home singing in the sunshine. Now I may be on here a little bit later, but right now I want to wish to I wish to thank our engineers Jim Wigan and Al Rainsick, our statistician Craig Zuzulo, and this program was directed and produced under the supervision of mutual sports director Paul Jonas. This broadcast is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience and any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this series without the express consent of the commissioners is prohibited. And now to wind up this World Series broadcast, let's pick up Frankie Flake and some of those victorious giants in their dressing room. The world's champions, and before me I have the captain of the Giants, Mr. Alvin Dock, high choice for the most valuable player prize of the next year. Alvin, congratulations to the wonderful South Florida. What about this World Cup? Oh, it's been great all year. Everyone in the South Florida's done a wonderful job, Frank. I'm just proud of everybody. Oh, you did a wonderful job. Alvin, what are you going to do this winter? I'm going to work for Megaboy Mud Company out of Houston, Texas. Great. Congratulations. Get my best to your family. Thank you, Frank. Leo, Leo uh, and uh, oh, this club did a tremendous job, and uh, it's uh, marvelous to have uh, the way these boys played. It was terrific. Hey, Mommy, Mommy Urban, come on over here, Mommy. Come on up here. Hey, what'd you hit, Marty? Huh? What'd you hit those balls you hit today? I hit a fastball with a curveball. Fastball? Yeah. yeah. You came through in the, in the, in the clutch. Yeah, yeah. You did a good job. Good, too. Really felt good. Yeah. Like I'm real I'm happy right now. Now I'm going to get Mr. Horace Stone him over here. Sort of an underrated ball club all year long. Has been all along. They've been chugging along. They've had a lot of guts. 
They've been a solid ball club that made very few mistakes. Thank you. Yes, sir. President? Good to see you, Frank. Hey, hello. Come on up here. Here's, here's the fellow did a terrific job. Hey, Leo. Boy, we're having a lot of fun in this clubhouse. And before I have Leo say two words, I want to say a few words to Leo. You did a tremendous job, Val, and you did it. You, you worked hard all year. You were a great leader with a fine ball club. Congratulations. Well, Frank. You're just I, mighty happy. I certainly am, Frank, and I've always dreamed and had an ambition to be on the, uh, on the same club that won a world championship to be part of it. And I really am deeply grateful for the New York players. And I'm sure Mr. Stoneham and all the New York fans are too, Frank. They were wonderful all year. And uh, it was a great series. Uh, everything we did seemed to be right. And everything uh, that the Cleveland club seemed to be wrong and go against them. Uh, I will say that my pitchers hit straight. The players were great. And uh, I'm very thankful to the New York ball club. Finally, oh, hey, let me get a little push up here. Now, can I get a push up here? Get your up Come on, gentlemen. How did you think your daddy did? He said, fine, Leo. I'm going to get Horace if I can. Oh, i got to get Mr. Horace Stoneham here. Great folks, we're going to have a great time here in the clubhouse. And thanks. And I hope you fans have enjoyed hearing from these very happy New York Giants. The series is over, but the cavalcade of sports carries on every Friday night. Gillette airs the major boxing bout of the week. Thank you, folks. Plan to tune in and enjoy the fun. This is the old flash saying smooth sailing, smooth skating, and good afternoon from your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company. And sure to stay tuned for the All-State Roundup with Bill Stern, Marty Marion, and Pete Tebbets, which follows in a few moments. Then, 15 minutes from now, you'll hear the Camel football lineup and mutual broadcast of the Gridiron Game of the Week, Purdue versus Notre Dame. This is Mutual, the radio network for all America. WGN, the Chicago Tribune Station. You know the Giants and the Indians are terrific teams, but another all-star lineup that'll give you a thrill is Coal Finder's lineup of brand new mercuries for immediate delivery. Tonight, you can own a new Coal Finder mercury for no money down and save a small fortune, too. No money down gives you five minutes delivery tonight. And if you have a car to trade, Coal Finder will pay you spot cash for it. Coal Finder is the only place in town to get you a brand new mercury for no money down. And here's another money-saving exclusive at Coal Finder, free financing. Choose any new Coal Finder Mercury tonight. Make the regular down payment and a free financing. Imagine your savings with no interest rates or carrying charges. Only Chicago's biggest and busiest Mercury dealer could do it. Remember, no money down, free financing are offered to you only by Coal Finder, 2700 North Cicero Avenue, near Diversity. Coal Finder is open tonight and every night until midnight. <laughs> baseball fans everywhere. This is Bob Elson again, setting in for Bill Stern. Well, it's all over for the shouting, and the Giants are new world baseball champions. It's been a thrilling series, one that baseball will be talking about for a long time to come. And right now, we're going to get the professional opinions of managers Bertie Tuckett of the Cincinnati Redlegs and Lottie Marion of the Chicago White Sox on how this year's series looks through the eyes of a big league manager. Your host, as always, is your friend and neighbor, your all-state insurance company agent, 
I'll have more to say about him later when I tell you why he's one of the nation's most successful insurance men and a mighty good man to know and do business with. And why Bill Stern always says, you're in good hands with your all state in public But right now, let's join Purdy and Marty for a final review of the 1954 World Series as these two big league managers saw it. First, we want to send our good wishes and congratulations to manager DeRosa and the New York Giants. And we've heard the jubilation in the Giants uh, clubhouse. Bertie, I'm wondering, and perhaps the fans are too, what the feeling must be like in the clubhouse of a loser that has just lost the World Series in four straight games. Well, I would say that in 1940, we didn't lose in four straight games, but it's, it's just a feeling of loneliness and frustration and the feeling that uh, you'll do it next year. It's just something that's indescribable. It's a great letdown because the World Series is a great thrill. Marty, have you expressed that? Have you been on the, the losing team in the World Series? Yes, Bob, one time back in 1943 when the Yankees beat us. That was the only time. But it's just like Bill says, it's a great letdown. Everybody's shaking hands together and say, hello, boys, and goodbye this way, and I'll be you next spring. That's about it. Well, that's one thing about baseball and sports. It's part of a game. There has to be a winner, and there has to be a loser. And to be a gracious loser is just as important as winning, as long as you don't have to lose. Now, the Giants really won this uh, series, and they won it emphatically. Uh, Bertie, what did you think of the game today? Well, I thought it was quite a ball game from the point of view of excitement, and uh, uh, as I have said all the way along the line, uh, Giant pitching staff will grind it out. They've got the starters, but they don't have the starters. They have the relievers. Uh, they still have Grissom left in that bullpen, Bob. A uh, little uh, real good ball, and, of course, Antonelli coming in on the 8th and the ninth inning. He got him out of there when it looked like uh, they might be able to, to break through. He did a great job. He just did the kind of a job he's been doing all year. Well, today, uh, the score seven nothing, Cleveland coming back and trying to make a big game. It's certainly a lot of excitement for the series. Uh, Cleveland throughout the series just didn't have very quick. The Giants had a great series throughout. The pitching, their defense was great. Their hitting, their running, everything was great. The Giants had a great ball club and deserved to win. Uh, uh, what about the pitching of the New York Giants against this Cleveland ball club in the entire series? Uh, they had something that I think stood out. Effectiveness of their right-hand pitchers against the Cleveland left-hand hitters. Well, it was the story of one man in the Cleveland ball club, Vic Whips, doing all hitting and... Uh, we know in the National League that Gomez with his screwball and Annanelli and Little can take care of the left-handed hitters. And I think that the failure of the right-handed hitters on the Cleveland ball club to get hot was the difference between the series. Giant uh, pitchers can handle left-handed hitters uh, to a fit. Uh, Marty, of course, everyone knows that it's easy to pick up heroes on a team that is just four straight World Series ball games. It almost go down the giant lineup because it certainly is obvious this was a real team victory. But what about the Cleveland Ball Club? You and I saw them a lot this year. We thought they were a great club. And I think you'll still go with that. Yes, they are a great club, Bob. They are a club that won 111 balls. That's what be a good ball club. Well, they had a bad World Series. Uh, the Ropes is not the only outstanding thing I saw throughout the series. Uh, it was great. Other than that, uh, Let's go back to the first game. The Giants won it. Five runs, nine hits, two errors. Lemon, uh, Lisa won that game. And Cleveland had two runs, eight hits, and no errors. Uh, let's quickly touch on the features of that first game. Bertie, do you recall the first 
think the only thing that we can talk about in that first game is uh, Rhodes' base hit and, uh, and his uh, pinch hitting. Of course, uh, May is uh, getting on base and so forth. It's a great thing. But Rhodes, can it was the story of the first game? Uh, we about you, Marty. Yeah, that's not going to jack a bit. Uh, the second game, New York won it 3-1 on three runs, four hits, and no errors. Cleveland won on eight hits and no errors. The winner, Antonelli, and the loser, win. Marty, what about the second game? Well, the second game was dominated by Antonelli and Greg Pitchin. And the Pitchin uh, uh, against the road. In the third game, it was New York, six runs, ten hits, and one error. Cleveland, two runs, four hits, and two errors. And they made a certain... He's so very happy, Vernon Gomez, because he said, we Gomez did not go up to the World Series game, and Ruben Gomez was the winner. Very uh, what's about, in your opinion, in the first game? Well, Gomez did a great job, and Rhodes came in in the, in, in the very ball game, and got a pick, uh, a base hit with the bases loaded, and Wilhelm came in and did a great job, but I think the play that I remember in that ball game is uh, Alvin Duck getting hung up and allowing his runners to advance into a position to be able well, that was, uh, but he was caught there between the first and the plate. That really took some thinking. Uh, Doc was uh, really a standout player in the whole series, Bertie. Uh, you see a lot from the league, you're over the National League, you're that, and we're in the American League. But uh, I've heard so much about him, certainly that's what he's proud to be, a really great ball player. About that. As a matter of fact, he started the two rallies today. He's a real fine team ball player, and the New York Giants, as we have said earlier in these programs, uh, are a great bunch of professional baseball players. Back to the final game in just a moment. Now, as we all know, it's, it's tough to discuss a World Series or anything else. But to come up with the right answers beforehand really calls for an expert. And believe me, there's one man you can always count on for the right auto insurance answers. He's the all-state insurance company agent in this neighborhood. You know when you recommend any product or service to your friend, you like to make sure... They'll be getting quality and service. That's why I always tell my friends, take their auto insurance problems to the Allstate Insurance. So that the Allstate agent in your neighborhood found it right to me because you have the insurance plan is licensed by your state after long study and examination. He knows your problems and the kind of protection you need to your because he's a family man himself. Working actively in your community, traffic safety, better schools, and recreation programs for your children. He carries this same sincere, conscientious attitude, finding the very best auto insurance program for you, and then backs it up to fast, dependable personal service. Now that's why Bill Stern and over two and a half policy holders are in good hands with your Allstate insurance company agent. And here's more good news. In many your Allstate agent can provide complete fire insurance coverage for your home and at a saving of up to 20% compared to most common companies. Contact the Allstate agent now. You'll find Allstate offices in most Sears stores, in different service offices, and other convenient locations. You'll also find your Allstate agent listed in the yellow pages of your telephone directory. Let's get back to the final game today. The totals... The Giants, seven runs, ten hits, committed three errors. Cleveland, four runs, six hits, and two errors. The winner, Little, and the loser, Lemon. Now, Marty, today, Lopez came back with Lemon after two days. 
and he took quite a gamble. Uh, if you think he had it, he put it over again, uh, knowing uh, Lemon's ability, do you think he would still start Lemon? Yes, I'm sure he would, Bob. Uh, Lopez knows more about his pitches than anybody in, in the world. And he knows just what the pitch can do. And after all, Lemon's the best pitcher he has. And when you have your back to the wall, you come back with your best, and that's just what he did. And it's wonderful that Lemon just didn't have it today, and... Uh, but uh, don't forget, the New York Giants are up. They're really up. Today, I just win teams played by everybody. How do you feel about that, Bertie? Well, in 1951 and 52, I was a catcher on that ball club. And uh, Lopez didn't have the depth in pitching that he had this year. And he pitched Lemon Garcia and win uh, many times with two days rest. And to prove that they could do the job, the last part of the season, I believe we won around 21 out of our last 26 games on that two-day rest rotation. And the reason we didn't catch the bench is because they had the same kind of a record. So Lopez knew that uh, Lennon could do it, and uh, he just was picking his best man because he had to win. Uh, what about just a just a, a comment on next year's Senate race? Uh, Marty, what effect do you feel that this loss will have on Cleveland? And what about the chances of your team, the White Sox, in the race in 55? Uh, being beaten in the World Series fourth grade ball game certainly will uh, take a little charge out of the Cleveland club at this particular time. But by the time the next year rolls around, uh, the Cleveland club maybe will forget all about this. And certainly they'll be out there trying to win the flag next year. But I can say this to the White Sox, Bob, we are too. I think that with the help of a little bit of things that we're working on right now, the White Sox may be battling this World Series next year. And Bernie, what about the Cincinnati Reds? That was a team that gave everybody a lot of headaches this year. What effect do you think that the fourth straight will have on DeRocher and the Giants? Will they go into the next campaign, let's say, overconfident? Or do you anticipate the second kind of a real tough, rough and tough race that you had in the National League this year? Bob, there isn't any club in our league that's going to be overconfident. We've got to keep the league and any one of the first seven ball clubs that uh, finished among the first seven this year are liable to win that National League pennant. Nobody's going to get two fresh in our league. Uh, what are your plans now, Bertie? I'm going to take uh, my wife and we're going away for a 10 day vacation trip and I'm going back to work. Uh, what are your plans, Marty? Well, Bob, I'm going out to Oregon on a fishing trip for about two weeks so and back to South Dakota for a little second hunt and back home and work. Uh, would you like to just uh, say a word, Bertie, about this? Uh, it's almost hard to pick out one or two players uh, because I think we're agreeing that this four-game win for the New York Giants was a team victory. Were there any three or four other players that you would you'd like to just comment on in, in closing? Well, I think Justin Rhodes did a fabulous job, and I think that what we maybe we're overlooking is the fact that Louis DeRosa took Justin Rhodes for the spot that he needed him the most. As a matter of fact, he didn't use Rhodes today, which I thought was a very fine uh, managerial uh, 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 position to place himself in because if this man ever did get tied up, he always had roads for that hot spot. Uh, what about Cleveland and Justin Post and uh, Marty? Back to Elvin, you took oil to them. Yes, I was, but uh, I thought they could win. Bob, uh, back to Elvin, the bright spot that Cleveland had throughout the entire season was just worth the first place. He did a terrific job, especially with his big bat. I'm sure that Lopez did the best that he could. The boys did the up to the well, thank you both very, very much. And friends, that's it. A new big champion has been born. So it's uh, all hail to the New York.
and Rio Grosso's the new uh, kings of the baseball world. Friends, that's the last of the World Series Roundup. And speaking for Bertie Kevitt, Marty Bay, and Bill Stern and myself, nobody was just a real kick out of bringing the second to you. If you can sit because we've made this year's World Series, a bit more enjoyable for you. Now, many thanks to our host, the over 2,000 all-states in first of the throughout the United States and Canada. Once again, I want to recommend that before you buy or renew or insurance, you can see all insurance company agents in the neighborhood. He's a mighty good man to know. And I think he'll give you a helpful personal around the clock all insurance service that you want. It's a real privilege for me to tell you about this insurance man and community leader. I'm very glad to join my good friend Bill Stark and the over two and a half million policy holders who say you are in hand with your all state insurance company agent. My name is Bob Oak. It's been a real pleasure for Bill Stern on today's All State Show.